Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk for lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Father God, our Abba Father, our dear Father, we praise your holy name and we thank you for the days that we're in right now and we praise you also, especially for awakening us when you have. We do not understand these things. We wish that we could just come home right now, but at the same time we realize that there is work to be done here on the earth. We see people waking up all around us. We are experiencing it even amidst our families and we just give you all the praise and honor and glory, Father God, because we know we we believe that we at least understand to some extent your heart and your heart is that not one would perish and we pray in the name of Jesus that we would be able to absorb and actually become that which Peter felt when he was before our Lord and was told to feed if you love me to feed my sheep and father we pray in the name of Jesus that you will change our hearts many of our hearts are so dead set because of the darkness of the world that has surrounded us we are so dead set on going home as soon as possible that we oftentimes forget how important it is that we touch other people's lives and whether it is even one person's life or lives or uh, a single person's life or many people's lives whether you know whether we're talking to a family or having a conversation in a restaurant or talking to a single individual on the street or just one of our family members father we just realize we understand that each and every one of these people are so deeply, deeply, deeply important to you and that you want to save all of their souls. And we, Father God, are your ministers on this earth. We are Jesus and uh, on this earth for it, it is no longer we who lives, but it is Christ who lives in us. And we just give you all the glory, Father, because if it wasn't for you awakening us to the days that we're in right now, we would not recognize, we would not understand the things that you hope and would want for us, each of us to do. And 
Father, there's a bill, there's billions of people on this earth that need to be touched, and we pray that you will strengthen us, Father, like never before, and help us to uh, to become that which we need to become in order to be able to satisfy and to walk within the works that you have designed and written in our books before we were born on this earth. Uh, Psalm 139, verse 16, Ephesians 2:10. Father, in the name of Jesus, that we would be able to 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 absolutely uh, harmonize our our existence here on this earth, even amidst the work that we have to do in our day jobs, or uh, you know, if we're retired or whatever, uh, the work that we have to do, um, you know, around our homes and uh, within our families, helping our parents, whatever it is that you have called us to do. In the midst of all of that, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will strengthen us and help us to be able to touch other people's lives in a way that it actually matters, that we will bring in that first uh, um, uh, iteration of the harvest, not the final harvest. We know that, that, that many believe that, that we are in the midst of the final harvest, and, and that's okay. Uh, and, and to some degree, it is somewhat true. But um, Father, we just pray at, at this iteration of the harvest, at this awakening period, that we will be able to touch people in a way that makes a difference, that makes a huge difference and leads to them uh, crying out to Jesus at exactly the right time. Even if they are unbelievers, let us plant the name of Jesus into their hearts because that's going to make it will save them. It'll save their souls because it says in Acts 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 21, it says, and then all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we know that we are in those days right now. We know that if we can just get that name of Jesus into their heart, that, that, that they will have that opportunity to cry out to him at exactly the right time in the midst of the trials and tribulations and difficulties that are coming upon the earth. Yes, we would like to avoid them. We pray always to be found worthy to escape all of these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you at the wedding supper. Hallelujah. But at the same time, Father, we pray that you will give us the strength that we need, Isaiah 40, 31, to be able to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint, to be able to touch other people's lives in a, in a manner that really makes a difference to you and that we harmonize our very existence on this earth with your divine and holy will. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, um, uh, I guess it is kind of a good thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we're all unique in our own way. Uh, and uh, it's not always good. Uh, it, sometimes it's not as good as it ought to be. And we have to keep it in check. Praise God. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I felt led powerfully and kind of affected in a uh, powerful emotional way uh, on the prayer vigil and uh, on the last prayer vigil. It wasn't how I planned on things going, but so many things had just, uh, they were just so dumped on me emotionally uh, prior to the prayer vigil that I felt like um, giving a testimony that was multifaceted, multi-warning kind of a thing uh, because of some things that I had personally gone through and some and things that I know that others are. So I'm going to share with you, praise Jesus, because not everybody will always understand these things. They don't, you know, it's very hard. A lot of us are used to throughout our lives, throughout, in some cases, 30, 40 years, uh, you know, being uh, influenced by churchianity. And we go into the church and we see our pastors jumping around and, uh, you know, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad you're all here. And here's a collection plate and all that kind of stuff. And yay, hallelujah. Um, And um, that's fine. But that's not who I am. And that's not what I do. Um, I'm just, you know, this is, you know, for lack of a better term, I like to refer to tribulation now uh, the radio show as applied Christianity. And yes, I will bring on guests. And no, I do not agree with every single thing that the guests believe. That would be ridiculous. I think that it's ridiculous to assume that any of us would agree 100% with everything that any other Christian would say. All right, praise God. But if if we are experiencing trials and tribulations and challenges and things, we should share them amongst one another. It's the first part of James 5.16, okay, where it says, as you know, uh, 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 you know, share your. Uh, it depends on your translation. There's so many different translations that that, that do it. They they dissect it in different ways. But I call it. I call it. You know, uh, essentially that you want to share the various uh, trials and tribulations and struggles that you go through. That you know, it's it, that ye may heal. Okay. And um and anyway, so I got this letter. I just wanted to share this with you, and I I praise God for this because you know I don't always feel real good about, uh, you know, wearing my heart on my sleeve. Okay. And I never will mention names or anything like that. And there was a whole bunch of, you know, the, the stuff that I shared on the, on the prayer vigil, uh, you know, uh, while it wasn't, you know, happy go lucky jumping around, uh, huggy bunnies and white kittens sort of a thing. And I'm looking forward, you know, I really am. I'm looking forward to getting back into the groove on the prayer vigil. Uh, you know, it's hard because the days of darkness are upon us and, uh, the negative influence around about us almost scream for us to share with one another uh, the the trials and tribulations and the challenges that we're going through in our walk. Okay, and at the same time, I always feel like, you know, maybe I'm letting somebody down. Maybe I'm not warning somebody in a way that I ought to uh, when I'm going through certain things. So, um, the prayer vigil oftentimes becomes my outlet uh, to help people understand some of the things that I'm going through in my walk that are uh, hard, very, very hard to go through. Now, all that being said, I want to get back to the I do, in my, and I'm not saying that's going to be the way that, that it will be um, uh, from now until the time that we depart this planet. That would be ridiculous. However, what I will share is that I, I definitely, on the next prayer vigil, I want to get back to... 
Excuse me. I want to get back to uh, uh, more of the prayers. You know, I had um, uh, uh, a person that I uh, dearly love uh, and very kind in emails uh, ask me, you know, about uh, spiritual warfare prayers and all that kind of thing. And I had realized that I couldn't just go back, you know, one prayer vigil, two prayer vigils, three prayer vigils and say, here you go. It's all in this prayer vigil. And then I thought to myself, because a lot of them have been teaching or revelation revelatory, uh, you know, maybe they uh, driven by prophecies, whatever the case may be, or experiences that I'm going through, and that's that's what happened on the last one. Well, um, I'm never really sure after, you know, I kind of pour my heart out on one of uh, the the prayer vigils like I did on the last one. I, You know, I, I, I'm always very worried that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm touching people's hearts and, and reaching somebody, okay? And I praise God. Because in this case, uh, I got an email, and I praise Jesus for this, from um, a precious saint by the name of Sonia. And she says, hi, Brother Johnny. I wanted to thank you for today's prayer vigil radio show. I never heard from this person before. I do not know this person. I am not having regular conversations with this person. This person is not buttering my muffin. All right, thank you, Jesus, which makes it all the more powerful. Hallelujah. All right, now all that being said, uh, the person goes on to say, uh, Sonia goes on to say, you are free in candid warning was so appreciated uh, and that warning was you'll have to go back and listen to it but basically it was a warning that it was a multifaceted warning because there's a, multiple things that are going on in the world in multiple ways that um, you know people are saying things you know the pro- one of the challenges that we face as Christians today is that we just assume that when somebody says that they're hearing from God that plead that they are okay and that's not what our Bible says our Bible says that we all see through the mirror dimly. We all prophesy in part. I don't care if the person is sitting in the, the what you might call the office of the prophet or whatever, or if people go out in the spirit when they are doing their thing, you know, for the Lord, praise Jesus. I've been doing this an awful long time, and since I was a little tiny kid, my, my family was chasing demons, and we were cleaning houses. I've had people come screaming, uh, you know, a lady by the name of Darlene at two o'clock in the morning screaming because pots and pans and, and doors and cabinets were flapping and bashing around in her house, and she was absolutely horrified about the demons. Uh, You know, this is where I come from. Okay, this is my past. All right, praise God. So I'm not easily persuaded or or convinced that somebody is all that godly simply because God is moving through them. Okay, we all know that, you know, it's the Bible warns us that, you know, and I pray in Jesus' name that this will not happen to any one of us. I would would be horrifying to even think about it about it. But the Bible, one of the greatest warnings in the Holy Bible is, you know, there will come a day when, when you know, they, and I'm totally doing this from memory and just off the cuff, you know, kind of, you know, right off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, it says, uh, they will come to me that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons blah, 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 or, pro- you know, in your name? Uh, and Jesus says, be gone from me, you doers of lawlessness. I have not known you. So there needs to be embedded within each of us an incredible deep humility we need to be very familiar with the whole with 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 the bible okay this this idea that just because somebody's going you know people are going out in the spirit because you know we've gone to and done something for the lord or gone and spoken at some kind of a conference or whatever the case is that's not that's not this christening that's not this 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 certificate of approval from god that's not how it works god will move through anybody 
Anybody who's willing to step up and lay their hands on somebody and say, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I command you, be thou made whole in Jesus' name. Okay, demon of darkness, get out. Okay, the problem is there's not enough of us that understand these dynamics. And so we walk around without the intimacy with, you know, it's one thing to be, you can be as intimate as you want, as you desire to be, as we all ought to be with Jesus, which is extremely important. But what we must never do is assume or presume that's presumptuous sin, and it's in uh, the, uh, the the divine scriptures in inside of Psalms uh, that we we don't want to be guilty of presumptuous sin because it's an affront to our Father. We need to be humble and contrite. Okay, we need to always be uh, recognize that we do all prophesy in part. We do all see through the mirror dimly. The word all is all encompassing. It doesn't mean that one of us is special. That one of us has a you know. A, 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 a divine gift or whatever. We are all part of the body of Jesus Christ, and we are in this together. And the greatest sadness that I think we should all have as part of the body of Christ is, is that some of us, many of us, in fact, the vast majority of us, do not realize that we would be used by God in a more magnanimous way, a powerful movement of the Holy Spirit, if we just simply stepped out. Okay, and that's a big part of the walk. A big part of the walk is recognizing that, um, you know, we all operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. We all have died in Jesus Christ. You know, it is no longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us. We all are part of that body. And when we recognize that as a group, that's where the power really comes in. When we are uh, penitent, repentant, when we are uh, constantly seeking our, you know, searching our souls, searching our hearts, searching everything that is a a part of our walk and, and, and praying and seeking God in humility, uh, you know, and, and begging him, beseeching him. That's what the term beseech means. Uh, Father, please, please help me to walk better. You know, please help me to be dear heavenly father in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that you will cleanse and totally purify my heart, my mind, my soul, my spirit, my flesh, my uh, record keeping books in heaven, my robe and gown in heaven uh, with your precious blood and your holy fire and do it in a sense of humility and then step out in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that has been given to us as a gift. Praise God and know who we are. Okay. Okay, that's where it's very important. What's not what we have to watch out for are, 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 are when, and it's very common, by the way, is when our fellow brothers and sisters or one of our fellow brothers and sisters believes for whatever reason, and that's okay. You know, I, it, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not okay. Maybe it's okay. and Maybe it's not okay. But we're not going to judge it. Okay. We are not going to judge it. Period. All right. Um, and all that being said, judge not that ye be judged. Just pray for people, lift them up to the Lord, uh, but also be mightily aware, okay, that we are surrounded. This is the darkest time the world has ever seen. There are not going to be any darker times. Believe you me, I do. I honestly believe. I agree with Benjamin Baruch, uh, especially on the point that he brought up on the radio show, where he had suggested that the days of Noah were probably nowhere near as dark as the days that we're going through right now. And I agree with that. 
I absolutely agree with that. And that also uh, uh, yields a very powerful warning to us that we have to be especially careful. Okay, we need to, and I love the way that Sister Terry Hill put it in a conversation with, uh, you know, her and I uh, at one point where she had said, I glean, G-L-E-A-N, I glean information. I like that term. It's a beautiful term. When we listen to somebody that has a gift of prophecy, when we listen to somebody that has has had a dream or a vision or somebody that comes on this radio show and they have a belief, okay, we glean we, it's like gleaning is kind of like having this delicious, yummy cupcake, okay? And you listen, you're like, wow, that's a wonderful cupcake. That is a cupcake that could only have been made by Jesus himself. What a wonderful Jesus-filled cupcake that is. What, to glean from that cupcake is to take a little, you know, take your finger, swipe it across the vanilla ice, icing with, with, with the sprinkles on it, and, and glean some stuff off of it, and then put it on your tongue and say, yum, yum, that is absolutely absolutely delicious. But you don't have to eat the whole cupcake. That's the key here. We all see through the mirror dimly. We all prophesy in part. And when somebody has a dream or a vision, okay, be advised, that falls into the same exact category. Okay, so when when you read the scripture, we prophesy in part. That includes dreams. That includes visions. That includes nobody sees everything perfectly. No one does. And the second that we make the mistake that they are, we are – and, and if, we think, if we think that our relationship with Jesus is so unimpeachable that we are hearing perfectly every word and we are so endowed with, with our relationship with Jesus that we are uh, somehow christened to go out and, and, and admonish other people uh, you know, just because we're hearing from Jesus better than they are. Okay, that's – watch out, folks. We are living in a time right now where that can really take down – that can take down entire ministry that can completely derail our faith, that can put us in a really bad situation. You might say, well, wait a minute. I thought this was going to be what's going to happen. I thought that's what was going to happen. You embrace it. You, 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 I mean, literally, you hug it. And I do. I do. I admit it. I hug um, Bible end times things, okay? Uh, but I also understand that 1 Corinthians 8, 2 says, if anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet as they ought to know. But the problem is that we have brothers and sisters out there that do not get that. And they do not cushion their belief systems and the things that they share appropriately. I love it when somebody says, please take this before the Lord. Please pray about this. Because as it says in James chapter 1, verse 5, if anyone seeks, you know, wants, uh, you know, seeks wisdom, let them ask God who will give to all liberally and without reproach. And it will will be given to them. All right, don't don't second guess it. Do, just absolutely wait upon the Lord. Continue to pray, continue to pray, continue, and don't expect it to come the first day that you ask. It's not. It's not. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I had a uh, rather large <laughs> 
rather large lunch this afternoon, and uh, now I'm kind of regretting it. So anyway, uh, and if my knee wasn't still hurting just a little bit, I got to take care of it because I have this opportunity now after uh, meeting with the surgeon the other day uh, that he thinks it might heal on its own. Praise God. So he's not in Edward Scissorhands and didn't just like throw me into the surgical thing. Uh, Thank you, Jesus, for that. But I still got to take it easy. But um, what I really need to do is get on that elliptical trainer and work off that the uh, overabundance of uh, delicious uh, blessings that God gave me this afternoon for lunch. Uh, Anyway, so anyway, uh, so Sonia says, hi, Brother Johnny. I wanted to thank you for today's prayer vigil radio show. Like I said, I've never heard from Sonia before. She says, your free and candid warning was so appreciated. And that was that we all see through the mirror dimly. We all, uh, it's all of us. It's all of us. And we have to be so careful. Oh my goodness. We got to be careful that we need to learn to have an intimate relationship with the Lord and wait upon him to reveal things to us. Because if we, if we're, if we're just, you know, listening to whoever has an opinion at whatever human out there has an opinion that thinks they're hearing from God perfectly, then guess what? Not only are they not compliant with the Bible, not only are they in sin, because I can share with those scriptures, but I'm not going to go there, but it it can send you straight to hell. I mean, really, we live in some very dark, dangerous times. I mean, darker than words can't describe, folks. Please, please understand, words cannot describe how dark the days are that we are in. And those who do not understand their Bible, those who cannot, who don't, who can't quote it, you know, right from the heart without opening up the pages of the Bible itself. If it's not written upon your heart, if you can't recall it, if it isn't who you are, if it, that's puts you in a pretty bad place because it's when you start to memorize the key verses and that's when really the Holy Spirit can start to just, the, the, the Lord will just give you scriptures. Once you start to learn, and, and you might say, well, Johnny, I, I'm terrible. I, I just can't do that. That's just, I used to believe that myself. I did. I believed it with all of my heart. I believed that I had no ability whatsoever to be able to memorize scripture. I just knew it. I knew it, knew it, knew it, knew it, knew it. I did not have that gift. And that's just how it was. And that's the biggest pile of boulder dash, I'll tell you what, that ain't never put in your head. Okay, all you need to do is get yourself some three-by-five cards, cut them in half, whatever you want to do so they can fit into your pocket. You don't, if it, the full-size three-by-five cards are too big. So it's actually better if you can cut them in half and get yourself some uh, on Amazon.com. Now, of course, if you're listening from the Philippines, this may not be possible. If you're listening from the There we go. Uh, got some strange noise coming into the mixer. Um, but anyway, there are places on the earth that you cannot do this. But if you are in a place where you're able to go to Amazon, you can get um, – oh, gosh. You can get um, – here, hold on. I feel bad and not to introduce you to an opportunity, but not to share it with you. So hold on while I reach. I have to go away from the microphone for a second and get it so I can read to you what I'm talking about. I'm doing it right now. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, here we go. 
So what I like is the Scotch, S-C-O-T-C-H, self-seal, single-sided laminating sheets. Okay? Scotch, single-sided, self-seal, laminating sheets. All right? Now, uh, what I like about them is that you can – you can get three by five cards, you can cut them in half, and you can write with your hands. It's good to write with your hands because that helps to embed the scripture into your heart, okay? And so writing it is a good thing, okay? And so you, and when you cut them in half, they will fit in your pocket and you can take them wherever you go. All right, and then you write the scripture. Be sure to put the chapter and verse in there, you know, first. And then, and, you know, because you always want to recite the chapter and verse, First, you know, Hebrews 4.12, you know, and then speak it forth from your card as you're reading it. And if you get these laminating sheets, you can laminate the so easily. It's just press and stick and cut and you just so easy. All right. Now, that's why I shared that with you, because once you start doing that, you can take your favorite, your top, I don't know, three, start out with three. Don't try to gobble down the whole Bible at one time. But take three of your favorite scriptures. And by the way, if you want a copy of the scriptures that I've collected in the prayer vigil over the years, and this is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of years, hundreds and hundreds of shows, uh, and I keep on adding more and more and more, you can always email me at jbaptist777 at gmail.com, and I will uh, do the best that I can to uh, give you, like, I don't know, uh, I'm going to have to, I would have to uh, convert it over from uh, uh, OneNote into like a PDF format. I've done it before, no problem, but there's gazillions of scriptures in there that you, that are just the best. And you can pick out the ones that are your favorites, and then what you do is start out with three. Don't, don't. Overdo it, because let me tell you, you'll be overwhelmed real quick. All right, but start out with three. Write three of them down. Laminate them, because they will become smeared, and you won't be able to read them anymore. Laminate them with this sticky stuff that you can buy for cheap, and then you then, then carry them in your pocket, okay? And then just every once in a while, when you're sitting in the doctor's office, when you're stopped at a red light, pull one out. You know, like I just pulled one out of my pocket right now, which is one of my new ones. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in needs. I take pleasure in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. Second Corinthians 12, verse 10. Praise God. Okay, now I haven't fully memorized that one, and I want to. That's one of the reasons why it's in my pocket right now. Also, sometimes I just want to carry things in my pocket that I can pull out when I'm going through hard times or feeling really super duper sad. Okay, I will pull a scripture out of my pocket. Sometimes I carry a stack of three. Sometimes I carry a stack of five. Sometimes I carry more. Uh, but, th- but they're all small enough to just – I can just throw them into my pocket very easily. I always make sure if I get a shirt that the shirt always has a pocket on the front so I can carry my scriptures along with me and also whatever and, and some reading glasses. But anyway, praise God. So Sonia goes on and she says, your free and candid warning, which was about – you know, uh, what we all need to be warned about, about the days that we're in right now. It's not that I want to be as clear as I can. When people say the things that they say, it's not that they're bad. It's not that they're bad. They honestly believe with all of their heart what they're saying is anointed. They do believe that. The problem is they're missing things. 
and they don't believe that they're missing things. And therein lies the danger to you. All right, praise God. So anyway, um, so anyway, she says your your free and candid warning was so appreciated. I could relate to each and every word you so rightly said that most of our persecution and attacks don't come from unbelievers or atheists, but come from fellow Christians and some from the pseudo Christians. The greatest persecution I have faced is from my own family members. How many of us can raise our hands and how much more so if that if the family member is somebody that you were a family member, you know, somebody that you believed anyway, it, 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 I'm not going to get into all the details. But anyway, she goes on to say, she says, I have to filter out so much of what I hear and watch. The deception today is so rampant, rampant. Uh, uh, and we have to be on high alert at every step. Just want to take this opportunity to let you know that you are such a blessing to me and countless others. You are a unique combination of intelligence, humility, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't want to stand up on my uh, Smith Wigglesworth chair and say, what are you trying to do? Send me straight to hell? Because uh, believe me, I don't feel that way at all. I never would. Uh, it, it's a very kind thing for her to say this. And then it goes on to say, you are uh, one of the rare people who give such profound truths and insights along with a touch of humor. Uh, I learned so much from you, and at the same time, you make me laugh. Uh, it's a delight listening to you. I'm continuing to pray for you and your ministry, and especially your knee. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, Jesus, because I'd, I'd really like to not have to go into surgery over this. And then, and then uh, and, and it, it acts up a little bit. I'm just hoping that the whole thing will just totally... 100% heal. And, and then she says, I pray God heals you completely. Thank you, Sonia. God bless you. And she says, God bless you, brother. Very soon, I will thank you personally in heaven. Oh, boy, I hope it's sooner than you. <laughs> I hope it's soon. Oh, my goodness. And, and, she, and we can all worship our Lord Jesus together regards Sonia. Now, I will say this. You know, for all of those out there that, you know, over the years have uh, felt led whether it was right, wrong, or not, to admonish me or correct me over the years, I pray for them all the time. They may not know that, but I do. In fact, when somebody says something to me that hurts my feelings or whatever the case is, guess what? It just makes my prayer life a little bit more um, abundant. How about that? I'll use the term abundant because that means that I have to put them at the top of my prayer list. Because I can't walk around feeling bad that they said what they said or whatever. And, you know, that's what we all have to learn how to do. Whenever we have a brother, a sister in Christ, or a mom, or a dad, or a child, or whatever it is, or even the postman, when someone says something that we don't care much for, and they say it in a not-so-very-nice way, it doesn't matter – it, the, the circumstances surrounding it are irrelevant. If, if you have had your feelings hurt, unfortunately, the way it needs to be handled, thank you, Jesus, is we need to put that person at the top of our prayer list. All right. And yes, it is. Uh, you know, you might say, well, gee whiz, that's kind of a prayer burden sort of a thing. And I will tell you that, yes, it, it can be because there's so much of that going on nowadays that your prayer list is let's say you pray for 40 people 
you know, I actually have a group because of how long I've been doing this. I call them the 400 list. And, um, and I, once I start praying for somebody, I don't, I never stop. I don't just like pray for them for a little while and then, oh, I've done my job. Okay. And then I just kind of like, you know, forget about praying for them. It's no, 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 no. I don't do that. So if I, you know, now sometimes my memory fails me. Sometimes there's so many people on the list or whatever the case may be, or, or I may be suffering so many burdens of my own that I forget. I forget. And I will even say to the Lord during my prayers, I will say, please, uh, you know, Father, if I have forgotten anybody or anyone that I have forgotten from years ago or whatever, please, Father, I lift them up before you. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will abundantly bless them, that you will abundantly provide for them, that you will abundantly protect them, Father God, with your angels, and that they will make it in the barley harvest, and that we will all be able to give hugs and kisses, because you know what? None of this matters. Okay, we think that all this stuff matters. No, no. What matters is that we are gracious. What matters is that we are humble. What matters is that we are loving. What matters is that we are the Beatitudes. What matters is that we live the Beatitudes. What matters is that we do not suffer from presumptuous sin and think that we have a red phone hotline to God, because we don't. None of us do. And we've got to be humble and realize these things and, and try our, our dagnabitist. I don't know. I made that word up and I'm allowed to because I'm a consultant and that's what I do. And then I charge you more money. <laughs> but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that humility is who we are. And as soon as we step outside of that realm of that humility before Jesus and before our fellow brothers and sisters, that as soon as we start to sp- bank somebody because we think that we've got the inroads. Okay, that's where we're outside of the will of our Father. Because if anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet as they ought to know. We all see through the mirror dimly. We all prophesy in part. Okay, and if we don't get that, then we are missing and we are in danger because there are fellow brothers and sisters of ours that actually believe that they have a one-upsmanship on, and, and they have a duty to correct our course. Let each man, as, as, as the Apostle Paul says, let everyone seek their own salvation in fear and trembling. Praise Jesus. Okay, and that means that we have to have an intimate relationship. It doesn't mean that we don't hear what the other person might be sharing with us. It means we take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Okay, and we have to do our own soul searching, our own self-examination, our own biblical reading, our own understanding, because oftentimes that person is speaking out of the flesh when they do not realize that that's what they're doing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I just wanted to share that with you um, because it is so important nowadays. And by the way, that includes prophecies, dreams, visions, people who write books, people who do mathematics, people who do all the things. All of our fellow brothers and sisters are subject to what I'm talking about, including me. Okay, I embrace, I believe in my heart that what I've been experienced with, you know, what my mother said to me when I was 10 years old, Obama is the Antichrist, um, you know, all that. 
okay, it, it doesn't mean – it's so hard, folks. I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't so hard. But it is hard. It is hard. This walk is difficult. It's very difficult. And so that's the only reason I'm sharing this with, with all of you is because it's part of my walk. And my walk is that I'm always willing to hear – more. I want the Lord to share more with me. Okay. And we all want the Lord to share more with us. Okay. And praise God for that. But if, if someone else, if someone wants to believe that Donald Duck is the Antichrist, let it go. Don't get into a boxing match with him over that. If that's what they want to believe, that's fine. The only time, look, look, we, prayer is king. Prayer is everything. Prayer is us using the power that was given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for one another and we pray for divine revelation so that we are able to better understand things. But we always have to recognize that we could look God can change things. When people pray, when he relents, things can change. So anything that I have said on this radio show over the years and predicting is going to happen, I have the things that have been confirmed, like if if I have like one confirmation, then I hold it very lightly. If I have two or three confirmations, then I start to give it a little bit more credibility. I call them, you know, I can call it credibility dollars, whatever the case may be. The more different vectors, vectors, okay, the reason why I use the term vector is because you have what's known as the empirical vector. That would be the news that is happening in the world. When you are seeing it happen, when you know as a fact that it's happening in the world, which of course is getting harder and harder now, when you see those things when something happens on the earth and you can take that thing that you know is happening on the earth and map it back to the scripture, that, that's two different vectors. That is an empirical vector and a Bible vector. The Bible is always king. It's always the, 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 the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Okay. And then so when you can take an empirical vector, something that you can see that is happening around the world or whatever the case may be, and you can map it back to the Bible, which is the king of kings and the Lord of lords of all things, because Jesus is the word. Hallelujah. Then when, when you're able to do that, you have a big, big winner. Now, is it absolutely guaranteed? You know, do we not maintain humility and recognize that things could change? No, things can always change because our Father can relent. Power of prayer is always a major player in how things are going to unfold. That's just how it is. And it can be really hard for us to digest that because especially people that are given dreams and visions, they want to believe that what they're given by the Lord is unimpeachable, that it cannot change. It will never change. It is the way it is. Because why wouldn't they want to believe that? They go through these dreams. They go through all this stuff. I don't have those dreams, but other people do. And it's, it's a big, it's a burden. It's a blessing and a burden. And I, I don't have to deal with that myself. But I am letting you know that we're all in this together. We all prophesy in part. We all see through the mirror dimly. We all, you know, if anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet as they all know. And this is who we are in the body of Christ. None of us are exalted above one another. We are all foot washers. I hope. I hope. 
I really, really hope. More than you could ever know. If we're not foot washers, we want to try to be more foot washers, if you know what I mean. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, on that note, um, I praise God. I see the time. I know uh, I, I, I don't know if uh, Brother Zen will be able to join us tonight. I hope that he can. Um, and also, uh, we're very, very blessed for sure to have, um, uh, you know, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh joining us tonight. Praise Jesus. Uh, how wonderful. I love it. Um, and so, uh, and of course, we're always hoping that Zen can join us. He, he, he not all, sometimes he can't. Sometimes he just can't. He's just too, he's got too many things going on. And he is one of the most busiest, God-serving, humblest, wonderful people on the face of the earth. Praise God for his work. I thank you, Jesus for my friendship with him uh, and, and, and Dr. Joy. And I, I wish, you know, I had the flexibility with my job and everything else uh, to be able to go and join him when he has his conferences, but I just don't. I just don't. I, I'm lucky to be able to get, get up in the morning, really, sometimes. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, I wanted to share all this with you because it's so important. We are all so vulnerable right now because of all of the ugly that is happening across the world, because of how close we are getting. We know we can feel it. We know we're the fig tree generation. We know that we're getting close to our departure. And the closer that we feel that we are to, the, to our departure from this ugly, evil place, the more we are susceptible to believing things because somebody had saw this or somebody got this vision or whatever the case is. We, we want to embrace it all. We want to believe it all. We want to do everything we need to do. We want to get out of here. Who wouldn't? If you can see the whole world is about to crash down, that nuclear war is imminent, and all these other things that are happening are happening, and we're seeing it, CBDCs, Fed now, all this other evil stuff, uh, graphene oxide, uh, uh, nanoparticle, uh, you know, weirdness and, and, and manipulation of the human genome and all this other weird stuff that is going on right now. Holy, my goodness gracious, who would not want to go home? <laughs> I mean, I really think you would, if you were aware of all of these things, you would almost have to have a screw loose to not want to go home to be with Jesus right now. But on the flip side of that, we are very, very privileged. Very privileged, very privileged to know the things that we do know because it gives us the ability to be able to touch other people's lives, to have those conversations, to direct what they are seeing over to the Bible ever so gently. Because if we do it with too much... um emotions, um, hey, you got to wake up, blah, 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 blah. the more that you're like that, the more they're going to reject you. A gentle, kind hint goes way, you know, you don't, um, as, as I have at the end of my uh, emails, uh, you know, when I, I, I don't even know, I guess I don't want to take any credit, but, you know, I, I, I typed it. This came to me one time in my heart, and I put it in my a tagline in my email. We are fishers of men. Fishermen do not bang gongs and scream to catch fish. They wisely bait their hooks and capture the imagination of the fish. 
We are fishers of men. Fishermen do not bang gongs and scream to catch fish. They wisely bait their hooks and capture the imagination of the fish. That is so important because we are at a time where people are being bombarded with so many lies and so many twisted stories and so much, no one trusts anything anymore. And if we can just toss a hint, ask a question, have you ever thought that maybe this is something to do with the Bible? And then just leave it alone. Walk away. It's amazing how much that tiny, you know, you don't, plant a seed and then stand over the seed with a microphone or a megaphone and say, grow, dagnabbit, grow, grow, grow. I want to see some green pop out of the ground for goodness sakes. Grow. No, no. You just plant a seed and you let the Lord God, our father through our prayers, water that seed. It's a gentle, it's a gentle thing that we do, especially today especially today, because people are awake enough, awake enough to be persuaded by the tiniest little hint. Anything that is more than a tiny little hint will likely be rejected amidst all of the claims, all of the craziness that is going on out there right now. Praise God. All right, so anyway, on that note, oh my goodness, hallelujah. So we're almost at the top of the hour. We've got one more hour to go for the news, and then we'll be bringing uh, Dr. Joy and hopefully Brother Zen on the program. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I'm trying to snap out of it because, (laughs) quite quite frankly, I slept. I overslept. I slept so much. And I've, I've had people say to me, oh, praise the Lord, you got a lot of sleep. And in reality, that's not how it works. Um, it's actually better, you know, the, the sleepologists, for lack of a better term, out there will tell you that eight hours of sleep is perfect. And um, I will tell you that that just, maybe that's what their scientific instruments tell them. In my world, in my personal experience, I actually have some of my best days when I get six hours of good sleep. Unfortunately, (laughs) today or last night, I got 10 hours of sleep, which is not a good thing. I've I've had people say to me, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You got a lot of sleep. That's really good, you know, good, good and healing and everything, you know, and yes, there's a lot of truth to that. But also, it's a sign of depression. Um, and then I took like another three-hour nap you know, this afternoon. So anyway, what happens is, unfortunately, because we're human, all right, because we're human, what will happen sometimes is we'll sleep a little bit more than we ought to. Um, there's a gazillion reasons why this may be the case for any one of us, but um, I have to be careful because when I recognize, yeah, I feel pretty wide awake. Yes, I feel pretty rested. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, all those kinds of good things. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Jump around. Joy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. But at the end of the day, I also have to be cognizant of the fact that that amount of sleep is an indication of depression. It is. And so that 
warns me. Now, I wish I could go out and, you know, work it out, you know, on my elliptical trainer. I wish I could do those things, but I've got to be a good boy and not put any stuff on my knee uh, so that I can hopefully let it completely heal and I don't have to go to surgery. All right, praise God. So I'm, I'm, I'm in that warning phase right now where the doctor's kind of like, you know, don't do anything fancy. I'm, you know, I'm going to wean you off of your uh, specialized pain medications. I, I guess they're more special than I realized. I just thought they were, you know, whatever. But he's like, no, I've got to wean you off of them. So that means they're stronger than I realized. Um, because I'm dumb about a lot of that kind of stuff. And I just, you know, and so the doctor said, okay, now you need to cut them in half. So today is Sunday. So starting tomorrow, I guess I got to skip one. I guess I got to skip one tomorrow and then take one on Tuesday and then skip one on Wednesday and then take one on on the 18th and skip. And you know what I mean? Every other day, which for me, is not, it's not easy to do. I'm okay doing things on a regular daily basis, but when I got to actually did I take one yesterday? I can't remember if I took one yesterday. So I've got to come up with a, a theme. So I'm thinking, I wonder if the theme ought to be that I take one tomorrow, because that way my theme would be Monday, which is a big deal, of course, for those of us who have to work in in, in the wonderful world of working. Okay. Um, thank you, Jesus, for our jobs. Um, for those of us who have to work, uh, Monday is a landmark day. So, um, uh, as we all know, our happy Monday, Yahoo. Okay, so anyway, um, maybe I will take one tomorrow and use that as my landmark day as opposed to Sunday being my landmark day. Uh, because that, because uh, for those of us who work in uh, corporate whatever land, uh, Monday is actually more impactful for us, uh, I think, uh, as far as a landmark throughout the week. So I think I'll probably take one (laughs) tomorrow and then skip Tuesday, take one Wednesday, skip Thursday, take one Friday, skip Saturday, take one Sunday. Oh, it's not going to work out well. Sunday is not an even number. Oh boy, this is going to be harder than I thought. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, um, but I'm supposed to cut them in half. I don't mean cut the pill in half. I'm supposed to take them half. I'm not supposed to take them every day. I got to take one, not take one, take one, not take one, take one, not take one, because the doctor wants to see if the pain comes back. And I have had twinges of pain. So if it does come back, then, oh, well, you know, got to do what you got to do. Praise God. But anyway, on that note, kids, are you ready? Oh, ow. Wow. Ow. Man, you guys are just, whew, that's. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, kids. All right, here we go, kids. What did one campfire say to the other? What did one campfire say to the other? Let's go out one of these days. <laughs> Let's go out one of these days. I'd like to go out. I'd like to go out for another 10 hours. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yay. Good kids. You got it. All right. Praise Jesus. All right, kids. Another one. Let's try this. Kids, what type of store would an ape own? Oh, my gosh. I ought to know the answer to this. (laughs) I won't even go there. (laughs) Anyway, what type of store would an ape, you know, the term jack and apes kind of jumps into me. I'm kind of a big, dumb jack and ape sometimes. Okay. So what type of store would an ape own? What, what, what do you think, kids? How about 
monkey business. <laughs> a monkey business because they're an ape, right? Ah. Oh, you guys are just too easy. You guys are just too easy. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, what is a good spot for a taste bud? I forgot. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> That's a good spot for a taste bud, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> oh, praise God. Hey, Sister Mary Lee or whoever else is out there, if you want to find me some more good kids jokes, send them my way at jbaptist777 at gmail.com. Again, jbaptist777 at gmail.com. And if you want to be a sweetheart like Sonia or just a, a good brother in Christ or whatever, uh, you know, or sister, and email me with questions or, or I don't care, it, whatever. I love to hear from the audience, and I do pray for you, for, you know, for any of you that uh, even so much as mention me in prayers. I'm asking our Father for a tenfold blessing and anointing and protection for you in my prayers. Uh, I want every single one of us past, everyone who has ever listened to this radio show in the past will ever listen to it in the future. And those of us who are listening even now, I am praying fervently to our Heavenly Father that we will all, every single one of us, make it in the barley harvest. Because, unfortunately, after the barley harvest, things are going to get really bumpy. Really bumpy. And and super-duper, unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand that. All right? So we really, 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 really want to seek our Father in humility, prayer. Put everyone who's hurt your feelings at the top of your prayer list and recognize that they didn't mean to hurt. They probably did not mean to hurt your feelings. Okay? Just remember that. And even if they did, still pray for them. Put them at the top of your list. Anyone who's ever hurt you, anyone who's ever hurt your feelings, moms, dads, uncles, aunts, whoever, sisters, brothers, brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, it doesn't matter. Put them at the top of your prayer list. William Law, Reverend William Law, was famous for quoting this one, and I love it. It says, nothing, nothing will make you fall in love with someone more than praying for them. And boy, is that true. Praise God. There are people that tried to destroy me, tried to make me unemployed tried to do horrible things to me in the past. And I will tell you something. I love them. I I hope. I even pray right now. I've been praying for them for so long. I actually hope they, they live on my same street in heaven. I hope that we are best friends. And I mean that with all of my heart. I really, really do. I do. But let me tell you something. It didn't start out that way. I just knew in my heart that I needed to put them at the top of my prayer list. And I did. And they did horrible, awful things to me. But do you know what? Right now, I just pray that they make it. I pray that they're there. I pray that they're my best friends in heaven. I really do. I mean it with all my heart. And I want you to come to that place in your walk as well. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. And on that note, let's go into the news. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. 
All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyways, um, I'm a little bummed out about this. I guess I will remain bummed out about this for an indefinite period of time until we depart. And that's just how it will be. Now, there are those of you who will say, well, I don't trust anybody. If they're a billionaire, they've got to be, you know, part of the darkness, and that's just how it is. And, you know, you know, Donald Trump, every one of them, they're all evil. I just don't want to believe that. I, I don't want to believe that. Now, you may believe it, and that's fine. I'm not here to debate it with you. That's fine. But in my heart, I want to believe that there's goodness out there, even amidst some of those who we might be suspicious of, okay, it's not black and white. Nothing in the kingdom, nothing about earth, nothing about our walk, nothing is black and white. By the way, that becomes extremely evident in the Holy Scripture when you look at the report cards of the seven churches in Revelation chapter 2 and Revelation um, 3. Uh, you know, when, when you read those uh, report cards, Jesus makes it very clear that there are certain people in the church that are doing a wonderful job, and there are certain people in the church that are doing naughty, naughty jobs. And, and you know, he, he calls it out. So, anyway, um, so I'm going to share this with you. You may already re- – I, I suspect that you probably already know that. Um, I am sad to hear about it because in the grand scheme of watching and praying like we've been commanded to do in Jesus' name, in our Holy Scripture, watch and pray. It's very important to those of us who want to watch in the fig tree generation the things that are going on across the world and map them over to our Bibles. It's very important for us to be able to do that and have a little bit of certainty with a few sources of information. But we are in a very, 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 very dark time. Well, anyway, it turns out, to my chagrin, that, and probably to some of you are probably thinking, I told you so, but please don't think that because that's not a humble way of looking at anything. When we lose our ability, for whatever reason, to watch and pray, it's a sad day indeed for all of us in Christ. And so to me, this is a sad tidbit of information. Whether or not you, know, you may have predicted correctly or not, it, it's kind of irrelevant. So basically what has happened is uh, in the world of Twitter – Um, They have assigned the new CEO of Twitter that has been assigned by Musk uh, is, uh, turns out, is a a very high-ranking official with the World Economic Forum. And the entire world of Twitter is flipping out over it. And so that's sad for us in the sense that we would like to be able to get – we would like to have some place we can go to get some news that we can trust a little bit, which we still have. So Twitter hasn't gone away, and the people that are on Twitter, a lot of them are very good people, and many of them are ripe for the picking for Jesus, which is awesome. And some of them, you know, and some of them are – and I'm not going to 
say anything. I'm not, some of them, unfortunately, are you know pre-tribber type folks, and they think we're all just going to whisk away any second now, and that's okay. I hope they're right, okay, but I know, that, know in my heart that they're probably not, almost for sure. But anyway, I'm not going to – I'm just going to keep on hoping. I know that we all want to keep on hoping. I personally hope that that giant, doggone, copper-shaped, spherical uh, Death Star – mothership spaceship thing shows up in the sky tomorrow hallelujah i want to get out of here as soon as possible but anyway um yes so there is a new ceo uh of twitter and she is a um you know uh major major high end wef player so anyway um that's a sad thing and that also reveals you know what i wanted to say on twitter and i i lost i lost it a little bit and i did say something and i kind of wish but you know what sometimes i just wish that the helicopters would land in my front yard in the cul-de-sac or the big tahoes would just pull up and the guys with their you know uh, uh military garb would come out and just take me away i just wish sometimes that would happen I, of course if it did happen i'd be freaking freaking out but you know but anyway um uh, i just wanted to share that i just found this to be funny people were that it, it is all the chatter it is all the chatter. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still a fantastic amount of, uh, you know, um, great news that we can all get our hands on there. And they have videos and, you know, it's a wonderful source of news, probably one of the best sources of news uh, and times news that you can find anywhere in the entire world. Now, that being said, that has not gone away, but people are befuddled. They do not understand. They're, they're just blown away by the idea that uh, Musk could have picked somebody from the World Economic Forum to, be, to become the CEO of Twitter. What I really want to do is scream to all of them and say, You've, you're in a fly trap. Okay, you're in, you know, think of it like a gigantic fly trap, okay, or, or uh, uh, I don't know. For those of you who understand the big heavy-duty mosquito machines that capture mosquitoes, it's almost like that. It's a big realm, a big bubble, okay, and guess what? In my personal opinion, based upon what Musk did, it's just a place really where the WEF and the Klaus Schwab's and the evil satanic entities of this world will, um, hold on a second. I'm getting notifications that I'm no longer live. Hold on. I I don't believe that that is true. You are no longer live or no sound. Justin, please reboot. All right. And I'm also going to go and check my emails. All right, I'm looking, looking. I don't see anything from anybody else. I've been trying to listen with a few outside interruptions, sending you this message, sending you this message fast. If I ever, oh gosh, uh, this is, (laughs) Sister Lisa is so sensitive. She's one of the most sensitive people I've ever met in my life. No, no, Sister Lisa, no, no, no. You've never, never hurt my feelings. Praise God. Um, uh, But I'm not getting anything over emails, so uh, I let uh, Brother Justin, who does monitor, let me, hold on a second. 
Okay, so Sister Kimberly is saying thank you. Um, you are live. Keep on going. No problem there. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm getting from Sister Vera up in Ontario. Uh, sound is great. Um, now I, I'm I'm hoping that that is a recent. It says it does say one minute ago. So anyway, praise God for that. Thank you. So it looks like Brother Justin had a burp on his internet connection, and that's okay. That it does happen. Um, and I always. And Deb, Debbie, thank you, Sister Debbie. You are on the air, she says. All right, praise God. Um, and then Brother Justin comes back and he says, you are live. Sorry, it's my internet. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and okay, no problem. No problem. So we're going to keep on going. So anyway, in so Twitter is all a buzz. Oh, my goodness. I would say that probably three messages that you, if you're scrolling through my finely tuned Twitter feed, Three of them are, oh, my gosh, what is this woman? What did Musk do to us, you know? And anyway, I'm not at all surprised. And, um, of course, I would have hoped that would not be the case, but I'm not surprised. And this lady named Ashley says, (laughs) I can't help it. I just can't help it. It's just I have to share this with you. So this lady named Ashley, she says, the right, you know, e.g. the Republicans, the right says that she's a globalist lizard person who eats babies with Zuckerberg. And the left says she's a far-right MAGA conspiracy theorist who is best friends with the January 6th Viking. (laughs) And then Dr. Simon Godex comes back and replies to this Ashley lady. He says, the center says that she's a WEF puppet who promoted lockdowns, masks, and experimental gene therapies. I would uh, take that to a whole other level if it was me. Actually, quite honestly, I would think that um, the uh, lizard person eating babies with Zuckerberg and WEF puppet masks. I think those are probably the the biggest winners there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead and move in through more of the news. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, No worries real quick. All right. Praise God. Um, And thank you for uh, communicating with me, because if it had been legitimate, I would be I would want to know sooner than later. Praise God. Uh, And yes, the Internet goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. It does. And it's going to get a lot worse, folks. I mean, uh, but I'm not going to get into all the signs and the sun and the moon and the star seas roaring because we got too much other stuff we've got to share tonight. Now. This is Dr. Kerry uh, Madej, or Madej, I don't know how to, it's M-A-D-E-J. Now, how, you, how you pronounce that? That's between you and her. All right, now, she has a commentary. Um, she's the lady with who we played many months ago who had put the, one of the originals, one of the original people who had put the vaccination from Pfizer under a telescope, and she had actually spotted the um, the little creature, you know, the little um, 
oh, for lack of a better term, what, what did they call that? The Hydra. The Hydra. She had seen this Hydra creature, and she had seen the uh, graphene oxide nanoparticulate, okay, the nano, nanobot, all right, inside the vaccine. So she was one of the first on the scene to come forward with this information. Well, she has more information, and it's not especially good news. Anyway, let's go ahead and listen to what she's bringing forward right now. And let me bring this up. All right. Hallelujah. Hold on. There we go. Up with Bill Gates, um, he said this 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 technology, the hydrogel, the nanolipid particle, that there it's inside. It's a drug delivery, like they say they're doing here. But he says in his research, he says since it's already in there, we decided to go ahead and experiment with these people and test it out for surveillance and predictive policing. That means just like I was telling you from my meetings. It is to spy on them, gather all the data from the biosensors, you know, and accumulate it to a supercomputer, the AI program they have, and then do predict, meaning they're going to, supercomputer will analyze it to see if you're a good or bad person. And then if you're not a good person on their narrative, you get reprimanded somehow. They didn't say how. And so if you're not getting a shot, you get locked out of the system. So just recently in Nigeria, which is part of Bill Gates' program, 73 million would not get the shot. They cut them all off from their SIM cards and their cell phones. So wow. here you see their, their plan there. And, and so people like tell me, oh, it's just Africa. Well, we should care first. <laughs> you got to care about your brothers and sisters around the world. And then Bill Gates said once it's perfected there, they plan all developed nations will get this. And this is not just him, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, Davos, all these people, they're talking about not just 2030, but 2027. They, they increased their deadline here 2027. to get every human on this planet artificially, or I'm sorry, connected via Wi-Fi. Their body will be a walking Wi-Fi computer and connected all the time. And this is why I'm warning everybody. I'm telling them they're not telling you the truth. You know, these are this is a human rights issue. To me, it's a human trafficking issue. Um, and just goes against everything I believe in. All right. <clears throat> now, I knew about the thing that was going on in Africa, What I and I knew that they were cutting off their cell phones. But what had not occurred to me and should have is that that was a test run. So, and uh, she obviously has insider information from some very reliable sources, obviously. So I, I believe her. I believe her. I believe that she's right and that they did step up the timeline. So when you look at your clock, when you see it is Sunday, May the 14th of 2023, and you recognize that uh, her information, and they are running tests, that's the morning of all warnings. You know, when they're going to, you know, all of the stuff, uh, the Ebola, the HIV, all these things that they've been doing in labs, they, they always test that out in Africa first. So that's not an unusual dynamic. That is actually a very, that's a pattern. That's a very trustworthy pattern. The forces of darkness always test out their evilness on Africa first. Always. So... And a lot of people make the awful mistake of saying, oh, that's just Africa, or oh, that was a failed test, or oh, you know, that didn't go well for the world economic, whatever, or the globalist or the elite or the, I like to call them the global satanic crime syndicate, you know, but no, no, 
No, no, no, no. That is an awful analysis mistake. They want that's that's good information for them. They love it. They adore it. They adore it. They want to know exactly. You know, some some people had said, oh, well, they had tested such and such in Sri Lanka and all of the people in Sri Lanka uh, said, no way, they're not going to put up with it. And they went in and they, they attacked the capital of Sri Lanka and they deposed the president and kicked him out of the country and all this kind of stuff. And they were they were like, look, 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 the uh, the the, you know, the global elitist, the global satanic crime syndicate has failed. They have failed. No, they didn't fail at all. That's the problem. The problem is the people that are analyzing these things are making terrible analysis mistakes. They want us to kill each other. They want us to depose governments. They want the Macrons to be kicked out of their castles. They want these things to occur. It's very complicated. We like to think that certain ones are, look, they eat their young. They eat their own. Look what happened to JFK. You know, the, the Kennedy family is one of the top 13 Illuminati bloodlines. So is the Anassas family. They eat their own young. Okay, so again, at the end of the day, uh, what she said is most deeply troubling because we can expect that to happen to us. What, all, what also, So what else does that mean? Ask yourself the question. If you say, no, I am not going to get your shot. You're going to get cut off from the Internet. You're going to lose your cell phone. Okay, are you okay with that? You're going to lose your cell phone. Probably not going to be able to bank. So really, in a, in a, in a most troubling manner, we are coming to the quick conclusion that even before we – I'm not saying – I believe that, that the barley harvest rapture is going to happen before they start decapitating people. I believe that, okay? Um, I believe that before they start to put us all in lines and, you know, offer to give us the final mark, which is going to be an electronic tattoo on our right hand, and I don't know why anybody would want to get it on their forehead, but that's fine, whatever. But the point is, um, I I believe that the barley harvest is going to happen before that. But look at what she just said. She just pointed out effervescently that the test that they're running just on the backs alone so that you can become part of the graphene oxide nanoparticle network. If you don't participate, they cut off your cell phone. I can tell you as a fact that I will lose my job. I will lose my house and that will be the way it is. What else we'll lose, I don't know. But it almost seems like that in their precursor testing of, you know, hey, thou shalt in their satanic way, you shall become part of our graphene oxide nanoparticle network of the beast system, even before the mark of the beast comes out. As early as 2027. What's going to happen? Think about it. I'm not liking it. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, I am not liking it. And I'm pretty sure that you're probably not liking it either. All right, praise God. But we need to buckle up and just really, really seek the Lord. It's hard, folks. It's so hard. 
it's so easy to get sucked into the negativity of all of this and and we've got to learn you know and do you want to become you know do you want to sever the umbilical cord of information do you want to not know about these things do you want to just become you know because that's one way to do it you can sever the umbilical cord of information and um, not know, not see it coming, and then it just happens. Or you can know it's coming, and then you can pray about it. You can become... I, I don't know what the word is. I don't even know what the word is. I don't even think there is a word. But I somehow, and I don't know what the answer is other than Jesus... I know Jesus is the answer, but somehow in our pursuit of intimacy with our Lord Jesus, I mean, do we need a cell phone to be intimate with Jesus? No. Do we need it to have a job? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We surely do. Maybe some people don't, but I do. You know, if, if you're, uh, uh, you know, there are probably certain jobs where you don't need it, but in my job, I have to have it. It's required. Um, most people, I think it's required. Anyway, so anyway, on that note, let's continue forward. I praise God. I can't help but play this because, look, <laughs> like it, lump it, hate them. Well, you better not be hating anybody. So don't hate. Love. Love, always love. All right, but I'm going to play this because the vast majority of people out there believe that Donald Trump opened up a can of whoopiney on CNN in a way that has never happened in the history of the world. And, I'm, and I found this little ditty here, this little soundbite ditty, and I'm going to play this for you. I don't know what all is on here, but it, it kind of seems like it's the best of the best of what uh, Trump said on the, um, what did they call it, town hall that CNN had? Uh, and, and yes, people are all over the map. I mean, my goodness, uh, good, bad, not good, bad, terrible, horrible, shouldn't have done it, Sh did, definitely should have done it, all this kind of stuff. But anyway, um, like it or lump it, at the end of the day, even if you think he's, you know, some kind of a hybrid robot with a chip in his head, at the end of the day, what he said what humiliated <laughs> CNN. All right. So I found this little ditty on the internet that seems to have a compilation of some of the things that he said during, uh, and I'm just going to play a little bit of it. Uh, I don't even know what all's in it. So I'm just going to go ahead and bring this up. Uh, you know, I, I have, it seems to have the most of them, most of the little ditties. All right. And so let me just go ahead and bring this up and play this for those of you who ha did not watch the, uh, the bit on CNN. We had no inflation. We had the lowest energy prices we've had in decades. This country was rocking and rolling. If I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. What is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. There's never been anything like ha is happening to our country you right now. You built about 52 miles of new wall. Miles of new wall. This is what she does. 
I built hundreds of miles. You Biden. know who took them more than anybody is Joe Biden. He has 1,800 boxes, That's and nobody even Mr. knows where they are. You know 1,800. And nobody talks about him. Mr. President, and they it's put, not accurate. And they put, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You are a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> My question is anyway, the economy. Over oh. the past two years, we little have bit seen more here. everything skyrocket. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. <laughs> if elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, uh, the consensus of the people out there that I've been able to monitor uh, is that he did an absolutely fabulous job. I mean, it was humiliating to CNN. It was humiliating to those that are promoting the LGBT, LMNOP, end of the world, open borders, all the satanic things that we see happening, the 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 terrible, horrible, unspeakable, unrepeatable things that they're doing to our children, uh, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, anything that goes, anything that goes against the evil that we are seeing happening, look, look, I know that we are citizens of heaven, okay, our citizenship is in heaven, we are to be intimate with the Lord Jesus Christ, but you know what, it, it, you know, it doesn't mean that we want to take, you know, off our diving bell and go swimming in a cesspool, and that is exactly what this world has become. And it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. So whatever you think, anyone who stands against the global satanic crime syndicate, in my opinion, how do they say that? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they're against the global satanic crime syndicate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's how I personally feel about it. Thank you, Lord. Next one up. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. This is interesting, I think. Okay. This is Owen Troyer, and I don't know how much of it I'm going to play, and I don't even know how long it is, but he's he, – uh, and this happened last night, just so you know. I believe it was last night, but I'm not sure. But anyway, I think it was last night, but it could have been the night before. Wait a minute. It says May 12th, May 4th. No, no. It's two nights ago. Uh, but anyway, Troyer, who is the uh, – he's uh, – I don't know what you want to call him second in command <laughs> at Infowars. Okay, so he he's like you know the partner in, in a sort of a way uh, with Alex Jones on the Infowars radio show program. Now, all that being said, he actually went down. Um, now we've known about this and we've talked about this on this program about the Chinese uh, militant military. Um, age. Uh, A lot of people believe they are part of the Chinese military. Coming in through the southern border, we've talked uh, endlessly about, uh, you know, them queuing up all of these new buses and bringing people in and all that kind of stuff. It's not my favorite topic because it's loaded and it's sad. Okay, but all that being said, um, I just think it's noteworthy to, to see that the while they're telling us on one hand, you know, through their lying narrative that, um, you know, that, that, 
that they're policing the people that they're bringing in. It is a lie from Satan. It is absolutely a lie. And they have hundreds and 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 hundreds of these brand new buses. Okay, they look like big old Greyhound buses, but they have no markings on them. They're white, just like the planes that they use to fly into, you know, S4 and Area 51 out of Las Vegas Airport all the time. Okay, it's creepy, weird stuff. And they've created gazillions of buses, and they filled them up with endless amounts of immigrants, and they snuck them in the middle of the night uh, outside of the purview. They did not use the normal freeways, the normal uh, entryways, the normal uh, – none of it. They circumvented all of it. And they snuck them in to the United States, okay, without anybody being aware of it. And Owen Troyer was right there on the spot. And I'm going to go ahead, get, go ahead and play this little bit so you can kind of see, uh, you know, uh, what he's saying about it all, you know. And he did quite a bit, but I'm just going to play a little bit of it. Oh. Bus. They have, they have dozens, if not hundreds, of these buses all throughout El Paso, all throughout Texas, taking illegal immigrants everywhere. And it's more important to protect the illegal immigrants and drive this bus through a ravine across the border so they can get them on through without a ravine. the American media seeing them. And a this ravine. bus is going to take them somewhere deep in the heart of Texas, drop them off. But Border Patrol tells us the border's secure, nobody's crossing, nobody's coming in illegally, as it happens hey, right in front of our face. Move back. Move back. Move back. Yeah, get out of the way, Americans. There's illegals coming in. Get out of the way, dirty Americans. We got non-citizens we got to help. You dirty, stinking Americans. This isn't your country. Get out of the way. I'm so glad that we're making sure that the media can't see Biden's border invasion. They drive, they drive 30-foot buses through ravines. So the media can't see Biden's border invasion, and they send border agents out here telling us it's not happening. Okay. So are they going to block our cameras too? Yeah, make sure we can't see it. Very nice. Make sure nobody can see Biden's border invasion. Make sure nobody can see the illegal immigrants. All right. So anyway, um, you get the gist of it. So what they actually did was <laughs> they drove a, a large Border Patrol truck up in front of all of the media people that had cameras so that they were not able to see what was going on on the other side of the Border Patrol truck. So that's what he was fussing about. But anyway, um, it hundreds of buses, hundreds and hundreds, through ravines and secret passageways across the border so that in theory, nobody would be all the wiser, but um, you know how people are, and they're going to figure it out, especially if it's an info word. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I wanted to go ahead and share that with you because it's very real. It is happening, and it, it does align quite interestingly with what Tucker Carlson said, What I play, the snippet uh, that I played on, uh, on the uh, Wednesday show with them because evidently they're giving them cell phones, um, they're – giving them they're prompting them they're telling them you must vote democrat all that kind of stuff so uh what what does it mean how is it all going to pan out i don't know i don't really it's not my favorite subject but it it, because it's unfortunate it's sad it it's it's duplicitous and it's 
it's just a sad, sad situation. And you know what? There's a reason why Jesus said these are the beginning of sorrows. I honestly believe that we're not in the beginning of sorrows anymore. I believe that we are in the sorrows period. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and move forward. Turkish interior minister accuses the United States of meddling in the presidential election. Anybody have any votes about that? Let's hear a cheer for Jesus Christ if you believe that that might be possible. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. Wow, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're good. (laughs) Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Praise Jesus. Next one up. Russia to withdraw from the European Arms Treaty. President Putin has appointed an official to supervise the country's exit from the suspended 1990 Treaty on Conventional Armed Forces in Europe. So they figure, hey, look. Considering the way that we're being treated, da, 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 which, boy, oh, boy, if that ain't like a 20-hour program right there in and of itself, um, you know, and, yeah, they're going to withdraw from all of the treaties, of course, of course, because they're being treated in a very satanic manner. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, and who's causing it to happen? Well, it's Klaus Schwab and Obama. They are the tip of the sphere of the satanic crime syndicate globally. Uh, you know, and we know that Obama's the Antichrist. We've known it for, for like, seems like forever now. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Okay, another headline. Russia throws the West on the mat and achieves great victory in Syria. And let's go ahead and uh, zoom in on this. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Syria's legitimate government returns to the Arab League. Very interesting. Syria's membership in the Arab League was suspended in March 2011 as a result of the color revolution unleashed on the West and an attempt to overthrow the legitimate government of Bashar al-Assad. Now, uh, for any of you out there, you know, who have thoughts about this, that, or the other thing. All, the only thing, I, I don't really, to me, it's six of one half dozen of another. I'm just looking at it from a biblical perspective, and um, I praise God every, every inch that we get closer to getting off this alien demon-infested rock. All I can say is glory be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. All right, and on that note, let's move forward. All right, CNN publishes, right-wing extremist Tucker Carlson will relaunch his program on Twitter. I just wanted to repeat this from the last program. A platform he praised as the only remaining large free speech platform in the world. Just remember, guess what? Now it's going to be run by the World Economic Forum. So in my opinion, it's just a a big Venus flytrap. Ah, I'm like, whatever. Hey, you know what? We're still going to be able to get probably some pretty good information off of it uh, while while the supercomputers are collecting the names, the numbers, and all of the people who are on there so that they know who to take away to the FEMA camp. So we better make, thank you, Jesus, the barley harvest. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single listener of this program, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that if there is anything inside of us, anything that we need to work on, anything that needs to be revealed to our hearts, any behaviors, any thoughts, anything 
that is not in harmony with your perfect will and the love of our Lord Jesus and the intimacy that we need to draw in as we sing songs to him in the morning, as we get on our knees and pray for our fellow brothers and sisters and the, and the unsaved Father across the world, we pray in Jesus' name, Father, that you will correct our course and that we will be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand right before our Lord Jesus at the wedding supper. In Jesus' name, I pray for all of us. Amen. Next one up. Putin says the West has unleashed a real war on Russia. And I'm kind of like, you're good. (laughs) Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. President Vladimir Putin declared that all of Russia is united to support its troops, claiming that they face a real war intended to destroy their country during his annual Victory Day speech in Moscow's Red Square. Behold, a red horse, and he was given a sword. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, boy, are we getting close. Next one up. Okay, large study headline reads from Great Game India. uh, It says, large study finds people who received the COVID jab have a higher risk of visual impairment. This is horrific. This is horrific. Who, I mean, oh gosh, all of the VAERS database stuff is horrible. It's just all horrible. It's just unbelievably horrible. But now people are going blind from it too. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm. Next one up. Praise God. In leaders' funeral, PIJ vows uh, uh, rocket launch won't stop. The source says out that Al Mayadeen that the operations of the resistance will not be affected by the martyrdom of its leaders. And again, it's uh, the Palestinian. It, look, I'm going to summarize this for you, without getting into all um, all the details. The Palestinians believe that. Israel stepped way over the line uh, with a particular attack or rocket launch. Who did what first, second, third, or fourth, or fifth? Who knows? But at the end of the day, the war between Gaza, between uh, Lebanon, uh, you know, the uh, who, by the way, all of these are supposed to be linked. These are supposed to be linked directly to the control of Iran. Folks, if Iran turns their current weaponry against Israel, there you go. Ezekiel 38, full bore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's move on. Severe floods and landslides in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Over 420 fatalities and 5,000 people missing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is bad. The calamities triggered by heavy rainfall on May 2nd through the 4th crossed the Kalehi territory of South Kivu province in eastern DRC, which, by the way, is not very far away from where Brother Sammy Mwangi of Pipes International does a lot of their work. Eastern DRC is very close to Ijwi Island, where he does a lot, where they have done, they've, they've established churches. They've, uh, uh, plant, what they call planted churches. Um, there's all kinds of amazing, wonderful things that they have done. Brother Sammy Mwangi and his team have uh, 
just recently come back from Lahore, Pakistan. And that is, I mean, it's unbelievable. The place is on fire. I mean, you know, they're, oh my gosh, the whole world is on fire. It's unbelievable. And I just, you know, please lift up Brother Sammy. Please lift up all of the people that have been propped up in the churches that they have planted. Please pray for them in the name of Jesus, because let me tell you something, folks. These things are absolutely out of control. The whole world is on fire. Praise God. All right. And, um, and yes, I have been in touch with Sammy very recently. Thank you, Sister Kimberly. And uh, he, he seems just like Sammy always seems, happy and praising God. All right, but they, they do need a lot of prayer because the places that they, they frequent and a lot of the churches that they have propped up and stuff, and by the way, they're evidently the drilling of the well for the, uh, for the um, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of that uh, group? Oh, it's, it's slipping my, when I'm praying in the morning, I always remember the name of, of the, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. The Maasai, the Maasai, that's it. Uh, they drilled a 3,000-foot, that's deep, uh, well for them, and uh, evidently that went pretty good, but they do need prayer, and they do need all the help that you can muster up. I know times are difficult and scary right now, folks, but don't stop giving, don't stop giving, don't stop giving, because let me tell you something, that money ain't ours. You might think it's yours, but it ain't yours. It belongs to Jesus. You have a job right now? You have a job because Jesus is letting you have a job. Praise God. All right. And if you're an unbeliever, that's a whole different story, but we don't want to be that. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Tech companies announce mass layoffs amidst economic woes. All right. So this is some pretty scary stuff. uh, And uh, without getting into all of it, um, just letting you know that the numbers are horrific, horrific. All right. Praise God. So be strong. Keep on keeping on, folks. Those of us who are in the workplace, it is awful. It is hard. It is grueling. It is difficult. It is a blessing. And we need to use that blessing to bless others. We need to use that blessing to bless others. Please don't miss. Thank you, Jesus. Christian giving is a lot more than 10%. All right. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Thousands of homeless people, drug drug addicts, and criminals now call Los Angeles Metro Rail their home. Uh, And this is some pretty sad and creepy stuff. This is about 5,700 people have made the trains and platforms of Los Angeles Metro Rail, the Metro, their home. And then it goes in to explain that this is all about, look, people are leaving. San Francisco by the droves. They're leaving Los Angeles by the droves. It's destroyed. I'll just leave it at that. And it's not just there, too. It's Seattle. It's the whole the whole Pacific Northwest, which, by the way, evidently is going to, about to go underwater any time now with the Cascadia subduction zone. But anyway, we know it's queued up. Pray for God to save the souls of the unsaved in that part of the world, because we know that is definitely going to break off and go under the water very, very soon. So remember them all in your prayers that our Father will have mercy on their souls. Praise Jesus. All right, next one up. Climate fanatics say there's no room for personal choice if global warming is to be stopped. Everyone will need to decrease their standard of living by 75% using force, if necessary. Why are they going to do that? Well, we had we talked about that a little bit earlier. So we were thinking maybe 2030, right? Maybe 2025. Well, you heard what 
Dr. Majed, Med, Medjev, or Medej. <laughs> you see her last name. I got to find that out. Anyway, she's very kind, and um, uh, I believe also uh, from listening to her testimony that she is also a Christian. Praise God. All right, next one up. Uh, from PM Magazine, trans kids prescribed more antipsychotic meds after beginning gender transition than before, according to a new study. And it goes in and blah, 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 and gives all these numbers, and I don't want to focus on it because it will upset me, and I've, I live in the world of upsetness. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. All right, praise God. As a matter of fact, in, uh, speaking of upsetness... Satanists destroy Bibles in Boston, undercover evangelist witness to the devil worshipers at the conference. And so this particular uh, believer, his name is Sean Foich, Foich, I believe it is, uh, kind of infiltrated and and actually discovered that some people had given their lives to Jesus at that uh, SatanCon deal. So I don't know. I, I, I It's one of those things I just, there's there's two things I really don't like to spend a lot of time on. Well, actually three. Babies getting murdered, children being having horrible th- things happening to them, and satanic stuff. I hate that stuff. But you know the funny thing about not, not funny, I mean odd. The odd thing about having to do this radio show is that all this stuff is evil. The whole world is evil. It's an alien, demon-infested rock. And you know what? According to my Bible and what I read in my Bible, according to Matthew 22 in that particular parable – we're the first group. We're the first group. You know, the great king sends out in Matthew 22, the, the great king, which is our heavenly father, sends his first group of servants out to tell everybody, get ready and go to the go get ready for the wedding. Well, that's us. Because then it says in Matthew 22, it says, then the great king sent out other servants. Well, where's the first group? Wedding supper. First watch. Barley harvest. We have to make it. Repent, repent, repent. Seek the Lord. Examine yourself. Pray that you are found worthy and pray for the lost every single day. Do whatever you can, folks. Draw in close. Sing songs to Jesus. Take communion every morning if you can or a half a dozen days or whatever the case is. Draw in close. Now is the time. Don't waste it. It is Oh, my goodness gracious. Just listen to these headlines, and it's getting worse all the time. We already know that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Syrian migrants declare war on Austria. Fourth fourth knife attack in 48 hours. They call them Syrian migrants. I would ask the question, who are they really? The problem is we really don't know. Anyway, praise God. I'm not going to read that, but... It's important to take note that the um, the evil has spread through immigration across all of the different – and this is part of the master plan, really. It's part of the master plan to cause World War III, massive murder, civil war destruction, rumors – not just rumors of wars, but wars and wars and wars and wars and more wars. Hallelujah. That is the way it is going. It's going to get a lot worse, too. A lot worse. Next one up. As Donetsk civilians live in constant fear of Ukrainian shelling, a reporter on the ground details the terror. Um, I, you know, sometimes I take a look and it's awful. My goodness, are we being lied to. Anyway, but I hope hopefully everybody who listens to this program is fully aware of how much we're being lied to. 
I, who could have ever imagined that this country could become so satanic? It's unbelievable. But you know what's being run by the – well, in my opinion, the Antichrist. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The United States Patriot System not capable of intercepting the Russian Kinzhal missile, missile. So, of course, the lying pentagram. I'm sorry, did I say Pentagram? I meant Pentagon. Came out and told everybody that the you know U.S. Patriot Air Defense System shot down one of the Kinzhal hypersonic missiles, which, by the way, is a lie. It's a lie. You're good. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. <sighs> Let's see here. There's here are the top nine major recipients from the George Soros. Or- George Soros organization, the top nine. So let's take a quick look at this. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Over, scroll down, and one of them is the uh, Democracy Pack Two. They get over a hundred. What? No way. That number has got to be no. One hundred seventy-five million dollars. Then they've got the Democracy Pack. Uh, these are all NGOs and stuff. Uh, $183,000. Then we've got the DNC Services Corp, uh, over a million. We've got the Color, uh, Color of Change organization, over a million. Uh, Justice for Public Safety, uh, half a million. Uh, Democrat, it's all Democrat. Democrat, 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 Democrat. Hmm. And then right below it, poor Glenn Beck. I I I, I shudder to think what Glenn. Poor Glenn. Beck, I say poor Glenn Beck because he's been going through a lot of awful things as a Christian, and he's figuring things out. And when he, I I don't know. I, he's going to be very deeply, deeply troubled to discover that this new CEO of Twitter is World Economic Forum. Anyway, next one up. Some 25% of the French say that they refuse to buy food because of inflation, according to a poll. So I don't know what they're eating. But uh, it says compared to uh, November of 2022, the number of people who refuse to buy food has grown 43%. Don't ask me to explain that because I can't. Next one up. Jerusalem Post reports home front command relaxes restrictions after the ceasefire. So evidently they're claiming that a ceasefire is in effect, but um, we all know how ceasefires go between Israel, Hezbollah, Gaza, all that kind of stuff. Usually they don't last. They're not worth the words. Uh, you know. Anyway, we'll just wait and see. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Don't forget that uh, uh, on, on Wednesday we had a report that there were uh, sorties of jets, uh, F-16 plus, uh, who knows exactly what models, uh, from Jordan flying in groups uh, towards Syria. What was that all about? I don't know, but it certainly is noteworthy. Next one up. That Daily reports retail giant sells transgender clothing for infants. I will only read the headline. I don't want to know anymore. Next one up. OAA, the national weather folks, say that El Nino arrival could mark significant event and persist deep into the winter, which is basically a fancy-pantsy way of saying watch out for some strange weather. And that's the last thing I want to hear living in Florida. I don't – I hope that we don't – anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We just give you all the glory, God. And we just pray in Jesus' name for your divine protection. Next one up. That daily reports put in jail if you speak about Jesus. United States preacher battles 
uh, battles back in Bible case. And it says a constitutional attorney is sending the alarm about a case that he says could have sweeping religious liberty ramifications. John W. Whitehead, president of the Rutherford Institute, a nonprofit civil liberties organization, said that his client, Rich Penkoski, was slapped with a five-year restraining order that prevents him from protesting online or in person the activities of the LGBT organization in Oklahoma. Next one up. Charred bodies burned homes, a campaign of terror in Myanmar. Villages of uh, Khon Yawar, uh, a central Myanmar, had uh, two hours to flee. So there's uh, unrest everywhere, folks. I mean, pretty much pick your town, pick your country. It doesn't matter. It is exactly what's in the Olivet Discourse. Luke 21, Matthew 24, and Mark 13. We're seeing it happen in real time. It's like reading a newspaper. Next one up. Peace efforts falter amidst continued violence between Israel and Palestine, according to the... So again, we heard on one hand, we heard there was a a ceasefire. Then on the other hand, you know, so again, peace efforts falter, there's a ceasefire. Peace efforts falter, there's a ceasefire. Peace efforts falter, there's a ceasefire. So whenever you hear ceasefire, folks, you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Just keep on praying, keep on seeking Jesus, keep on praying for the unsaved, because folks, the, the days that we live in right now are darker than most people realize. Next one up. Washington Free Beacon reports fake meat company shares tumble to a new low months after the factory contamination scandal. Um, you know, I'm actually looking at a package that says Beyond Meat. It's a Beyond Burger. I think I've said enough. Next one up. PacWest Bank shares uh, resume decline. Uh, I'm sorry. PacWest Bank shares resume decline, prompting fears of more bank collapses. And of course, we, I, I, I personally refer to it, and I'm not alone in this, as a type of controlled demolition. And so we see the third seal continuing forward. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Another report from the Washington Free Beacon says how Biden's new environmental rule could force coal and gas plants to shut down entirely. EPA's stringent emission standards mandate use of green tech that doesn't really exist, according to experts. That ain't good. I think uh, Donald Trump's drill baby drill sounds a lot better. But anyway, next one up. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine we still got, what, a year and a half before the, even the possibility of, of that? Oh, folks. Mm, 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 mm. Next one up. Mysterious disease kills nine people in Kenya, according to officials. More than 80 others are bedridden as a team of surveillance experts and laboratory technologists work to identify the illness. They don't even know what it is. <sighs> they don't even know what it is. Bad stuff going on out there, folks. It's not getting any. And they're saying this: the next, the next pandemic is going to be uh, a very, very deadly version of hemorrhagic fever, like you know, a Fauciized version of Marlborg, perhaps. Next one up. United States and China hold announced high-level talks to constructive dialogue focused on the Ukraine conflict and Taiwan and White House says. All right. So, again, um, 
there's a lot of fuss over the China things. There's threats about blowing up the uh, that humongous uh, micro semiconductor plant that is really kind of makes the world go round when you think about it. I'm not going to get into all the details about what they do there, but cell phones, you name it, uh, military equipment, F-35s, uh, and it's not just us. It's all all parts of the world, all parts of the world. And then they're threat, you know, threatening to blow up the semiconductor plant. <sighs> You know, if they blow up that semiconductor plant, well, anyway, <laughs> you think things are bad now? Remember what that woman said about 2027? Remember she was calling out the fact that it, what was that country that she mentioned in Africa where they told them all that they had to take a vax or they cut off their SIM cards and that they're going to do, the, do that to us all by 2027? They're going to cut off our SIM cards, cut off our cell phones, if we do not take the vaccination by 2027. Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Next one up. Western inflation, self-inflicted problem with no end in sight. And it is indeed a self-inflicted problem because they are controlled, demolishing all the West. And there's more reports on the hostilities at Gaza with rockets more being fired. 35,000 people displaced in northern Indian anti-Christian riots. There you go. That's from Breitbart News. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration approves genetically modified pork for supermarket shelves. Oh, how delicious. I can't wait to eat whatever creepy, weird uh, graphene oxide hydra-injected evil that they have put into our food. Remember to pray over your food. Pray over your food the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Officer death surge in Canada. They're killing the police like crazy. Um, oh, my gosh. There's so much. I mean, really, you just can't. Oh, my gosh. But on that note, let's go ahead and bring on uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Joy Jeffries Pugh. And it looks like we have Brother Zen Garcia. Let's bring them both on. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and see if this is Zen. Brother Zen, are you there? Three, two, one. Don't hear Zen. Um, hey, next sorry, one. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, hey, hey, Chris. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, Dr. Joy, are you there? Okay. Yes. Hi, John. How are you? Hanging in there. Hey, um, glad to have you both uh, join us tonight. Praise God. Um, thank you. Thank you, as always. I'm not sure if you heard the news, um, but it's not especially good. Um for those of us who may still be here, I hope we get to leave before then. But the word is Amen. that the forces of darkness, the forces of darkness, will be cutting off our cellular phones if we do not take a vaccine by 2027. So that is the latest insider information from the entities of Satan. So I thought um, that was, I found that very troubling. But anyway, here we are. Praise God, and thank you for joining us tonight. You know, I wish I could give some good news, but unfortunately, it just seems to get worse every single show. But anyway, praise Jesus, you know. Hopefully, we'll be getting out of here pretty quick. Um, but Zed, did you want to go ahead and kick it off, and then uh, and then we'll jump over to Joy real quick? It's good, it's good to see, he, he have you on the show, Zed. God bless you. I, I'm glad to be here. I, I wasn't positive but I, that I'd be able to make it, but uh, I got far enough along in what I had to do. 
Uh, it's interesting as far as 2027 that, um, you know, you look at the, the Psalms 90 and it speaks about the generation being 70 years, 80 in strength. And then when you add that, as far as the generation, um, to the blooming of the, the fig tree, which either 1947 or 48, as far as the manifestation and the creation of the nation state of Israel, which was absolutely prophetic. And then we see uh, that adding that time, it takes us to 2028. And so, um, of course, we're not date setters or saying that it's going to be this way or uh, anything of that nature, but I do find that adding the passage uh, of Psalms 90.10 to um, the blooming of the fig tree, which we're told, know ye the parable of the fig tree in uh, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, and also the apocalypse of Peter. And so I definitely think that that date is very interesting and that there seems to be a lot pointing to uh, 2027 and 2028 uh, as far as very interesting time and stuff. But like you, John, I do pray that, um, you know, the, the Christ come quickly. So. Yeah, I know. It, um, you know, doing these kinds of programs, you know, when the, when, when the news gets darker and darker and darker and darker every single show, you know, it's really hard to, like, you know, keep, you know, we got to just keep on remembering that we're, our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, we got to keep our mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world, which is uh, Colossians 3, verse 2 uh, and 3. So we, we really need to, to draw in closer and more intimate to in our relationship with Jesus because uh, and be in praise and worship, spend more time alone with him and our heavenly father, because, uh, you know, folks, I'm telling you, if you, if this is a, this is a loaded job. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't wish this job on anybody. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But on the flip side of that coin, as long as we remember who we are, and we take advantage of the blessing associated with understanding how close we are to our departure, then it's really not bad news. It's just hard sometimes to see all these awful things happening across the world and be okay with it. You know what I mean? And there's nothing, I'm not saying that we ought to be okay with it, but it should drive us. It should motivate us to draw in closer, not only closer in our own intimacy with Jesus, but also praying even more fervently for the lost to awaken the people that are part of the foolish virgins, because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to suffer horribly. And let's pray for, like it says in Luke 21, 36, you know, the beauty of Luke 21, 36 is that it's embedded in the Olivet Discourse and its context. Now, I'm not a contextual person. I believe that spiritual understanding of the scripture requires you to divorce yourself from the context most of the time. But in the case of uh, Luke 21, 36, it is embedded in the Olivet Discourse, which was specific to 
those who are part of, to your point, Zen, the fig tree generation. As a matter of fact, the, the parable of the fig tree is woven into the text that is associated with 2136, where it says, pray always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man. That's, that is intertwined amidst the parable of the fig tree. So we, we, that context in that particular case, it's talking to us. We all need to be praying always to be found worthy to escape these things that are about to come upon us because the, we can see it coming. It's like big black walls. It's like giant quarry trucks of ugly heading right at us. And uh, boy, oh boy, if that doesn't, it, it should. These, this information should be highly, highly motivational to all of us to draw in closer to the Lord. Praise God, um, Doctor Joy. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, I tell you, it doesn't surprise surprise me about the 2027 cell phone thing. You know, the thing that first, um, and I've written about this in my new book that's coming out, Beastmark. I mean, this this is part of why technology is going to go through a big change right now to be able to control us. And when I saw that the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals had been adopted by, by actually 193 nations, and that their sole intent was on doing something different to start a great reset of humanity, in which they were going to say that there were 17 goals to make a better world, a healthier planet. In other words, Mother Earth had to be sustained. And what they were doing is they were talking about no poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean air, sanitation, affordable, clean energy, decent work, economic growth, industry, innovation, infrastructure, reducing inequalities, sustainabilities of cities and communities, ensure more sustainable consumption and production, climate control, conserve and restore marine areas, conserve and restore ecosystems on the land. And then they pushed in as well as partnerships that would be able to achieve those goals. And what those solutions were meant to do is actually mandate that businesses actually follow them for ethical responsibility. So we've gone away from the political jargon that we've always been I guess rule the world that the politics rule the world. We're going to, we're going to an ethical kinds of thing where ecology and what our environment is having to go through is going to actually force a will to ensure a massive economic, social, and environmental change, all about saving Mother Earth. And so once the employees of the businesses and the people behind this become globally connected, what you see is that humanity. It's never had this kind of uh, structure of coming together for one purpose under one mindset. And we can look at this as a return to the Tower of Babel. And I know that I've mentioned to this you know, in detail before, John, on the show, but what is happening is they're forcing a one mind, one accord to establish what I've always believed is a universal collective consciousness that will impact our world in such a way, but at the same time it will actually bring everybody under to under under the, the control of a centralized somebody antichrist and the thing about it is is that when you look at what the cell phone towers are able to do and how they use the electromagnetic waves and how they're sent out and many times like I've mentioned every one of us that have a cell phone we can be in the crowd of millions of people and we have a number on our cell phone and when it rings it rings only to you and that one million people standing all together. What happens is, and what I've been able to uncover 
is that our DNA within our own body has that same capability to react to language-modulated laser rays as well as radio waves if the proper frequencies are actually used. In other words, it is being beamed at your DNA, and your DNA is actually receiving it. So you are absolutely transmitting, and you are receiving, just like a cell phone tower is doing, and you do that through that pineal gland process. So when I went back, and I tried to show in this new book how the esoteric, the spiritual teachers of throughout the ages have always known that you could program somebody with words and thoughts. Well, simple. When, when, when you use hypnotism, you're able to really program a Manchurian candidate, and, and it's a very simple task to be able to do that. So you can program somebody's mind to make them react if they think they're doing it under certain guidelines. So the guidelines would be we're going to save Mother Earth. We're going to do this because we're going to save humanity. And the person that's going to rule the world, I want you to believe charismatically, that he has the capability to bring us all together under one mind, one accord, and that we will be able to accept whatever it is that they will put in a mark of the beast that will allow the human DNA that's within us to react to whatever they're using artificial intelligence-wise to connect us to the program. Because with the mark of the beast, you have to have the opportunity to choose. That's the one thing Scripture tells you is that you have the ability to say yes or no to it. It's not something that they could lock on to you or force on to you or hold you down and give it to you, that kind of thing. Never. It will always be that it will be your choice. But the choice is going to look so promising, so good, so perfect for humanity, so perfect for the planet, that you will never see the evil root that's funding it and promoting it and just wanting you to get a hold of it so that once they lock on you, your chances of ever getting to heaven were just clipped right in half. And, I mean, there are pastors who are saying to people now in their pulpits, it's okay if you get the mark of the beast. You know, if you do, God's a forgiving God. He understands this. He gets us. You know, and you can always repent or do whatever. There is no repentance because what I'm showing in the work that I'm doing scientifically, that once they use these radio waves to lock into your DNA, you are locked. There's no way to get out of it. So what I'm thinking when they start talking about getting rid of your ability to have a cell phone, I don't think you're going to need your cell phone. And the reason I'm saying this is because with the technology that I'm showing in this new book, I can talk to you telepathically in your head, you will hear my words just like you and I are talking right now, and you can respond back in that same manner, and I'm able to converse with you telepathically. That is a scary thing when you start thinking about the possibility that you would not need any other technology other than satellites encompassing in the sky that we know are up there from Elon Musk and his Starlinks, and we also know the agenda that he has with a Neuralink to, to really link the brain with those satellites. Whatever they're going to do and offer to you is going to put you into a position of wanting to be a part of artificial intelligence, believing that it's somehow you're going to be able to sustain life, that you're going to be able to live forever in this bodily state. Once you get to that point, you don't need a cell phone. You don't need anything other than your DNA 
linking you to a satellite back and forth and you're receiving it no different than our computers are doing in a world, you know, wide net. When I go to the computer, I type in what I want to send to you. It sends the email to you. You get all the information that you need. When we're conversing all over the world in real time, we are talking like we are talking now because we're connected by that technology. But our bodies are microprocessors within themselves. So once the technology locks on to you, then I don't need this. I could be sitting here having a conversation with you without using the technology that we're using right now. To promote this, Amazon One has already got the palm thing that you put your hand in. It reads your palm. It determines your capillaries, your veins, and all this, the lines on your palm. You never use your credit card again. You are using the biological data that is you to make all your purchases, to do all your work, and eventually it will be for you to be connected into this universal consciousness. So you won't need a cell phone if you're hooked up to that. So the people like you and I and Zen that know this is the mark of the beast coming and that we don't want to take it, then they're going to say we're going to take away any way for you to do business with anybody because we can continue in this network of all of us who are connected like the Tower of Babel under this universal consciousness and you are just left out. You went buy, you cannot buy, you cannot sell, you cannot trade. If you're not connected, you're gonna be you're gonna be in a frequency that they know it. Our DNA is like I've always said, every one of us have our own song. Just like every cell phone has its own number. We have our own song. We are vibrating at a certain frequency. So they can pick up those frequencies. They know the people who are connected and the people who are not connected. It is coming. It is coming fast, John. The technology is here, and we are living in the end of days. And the things, every time you come on this show, you're going to have bad news because it says in the book of Revelation, once that starts, it will end in the, in, in the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of that battle of Armageddon. And I'm like, he, oh, I hope and pray that we get out of here before we get to this point. <laughs> so here's here's what makes it especially troubling, and 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 you know, it's it's very difficult for us to stitch together any piece of the timeline in order. But I, but as far as I don't know, I'm estimating. This is a get. This is what I would call a maybe a sanctified guesstimation. But we know that the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, whoever you want to identify as being part of that, you could say the Committee of 300, you could say whatever you want to say. It's a bunch. But the point is this. As far as I can tell, this 2027 thing is going to be happening a pretty long time before they actually start putting the electronic tattoo, e.g. the actual mark, on people's hands and cutting their heads off, which means that, unfortunately, for folks like me who are in the workplace, I will lose my house, I will lose my job, Mm. and I will have no way to eat nothing. Okay, now, for those that are on federal assistance or some other form of income, it won't necessarily affect you. You could literally toss your phone in the trash and you're still going to get your social security check. But for guys like me, I'm in, I'm in deep satanic dookie. <laughs> okay. You know, so um, here, I'll play this little ditty. This is from Dr. Kerry Medej, 
um, M-A-D-E-J, probably mispronounced her name. She's a uh, blonde lady who is also a Christian, and she is at the very, very cutting edge. She was one of the first people out there to analyze the contents of the Pfizer vaccine under heavy magnification. She saw the actual living hydra creature that was inside it, and she also was one of the first to discover the graphene oxide uh, nanoparticulate, which is uh, a living uh, kind of a nanobot thing. But anyway, um, and so I'll just, it, it's really, it's only about 20 seconds long, but um, she is absolutely on the very, very cutting edge of all things vax, all things what we need to be aware of. So I'm going to go ahead and play this little ditty for her. Her information thus far has not been in error at all. So let me just play this real quick. Uh, so you understand where I'm... Bill Gates, um, he said this, this, this technology, the hydrogel, the nanolipid particle, that there, it's inside, it's a drug delivery like they say they're doing here, but he says in his research, he says, since it's already in there, we decided to go ahead and experiment with these people and test it out for surveillance and predictive policing. That means, just like I was telling you from my meetings, it is to spy on them, gather all the data from the biosensors, you know, and accumulate to a supercomputer, the AI program they have, and then do predict, meaning they're going to analyze supercomputer will analyze it to see if you're a good or bad person. And then if you're not a good person on their narrative, you get reprimanded somehow. They didn't say how. And ESG. so if you're not getting a shot, you get locked out of the system. So just recently in Nigeria, which is part of Bill Gates' program, 73 million would not get the shot. They cut them all off from their SIM cards and their cell phones. Wow. So here you see their, their plan there. And, and so people like tell me, oh, it's just Africa. Well, we should care first. <laughs> You gotta care about your brothers and sisters around the world. And then Bill Gates said, once it's perfected there, they plan all developed nations will get this. And this is not just him, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, Davos, all these people, they're talking about not just 2030, but 2027, they, they increased their deadline here to get every human on this planet artificially, or I'm sorry, connected via Wi-Fi. Their body will be a walking Wi-Fi computer and connected all the time. And this is why I'm warning everybody. I'm telling them they're not telling you the truth. You know, these are this is a human rights issue. To me, it's a human trafficking issue. Um, and just goes against everything I believe in. Anyway, so I thought it would be appropriate to share uh, what she is testifying in regard to, and she does have insider sources, obviously. But anyway, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> you know, again, it, it, you know, it's one thing to know that, let's put it this way, I surely hope that we are evacuated off this alien demon infested rock before we are subject to being cut off at, because again, if you're, if you're getting, if you have another source of income, God bless you. You have been deeply blessed. If you were like me and you have a job that requires a cell phone, that's a whole nother dynamic, and we got to just pray fervently that we are not here for that because those of us who do have to work, we're in trouble. 
<laughs> I mean, let's just put it, 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 it you know, we, we basically we get, a, we get an early version of the Mark of the Beast <laughs> before they even start chopping people's heads off. Uh, so anyway, praise God. So um, uh, Zen, did you want to jump in? Sure. Um, you know, we talked about The Net, that movie, The Net, um, with Sandra Bullock, which was a early kind of, yeah. All of her electronic data, all of her, you know, as far as the fingerprint and her signature, they deleted her, uh, deleted her bank account, deleted her uh, mm-hmm. social security, driver's license, and and just doing that, it complicated her life, and you know she was not able to buy herself, had no funds, no money, uh, nothing to be able to get food or, you know, water or provisions or anything like that. So, you know, we're already in that with the establishment. And as far as targeting, we know since the uh, unveiling of the Patriot Act, which, you know, they always try to make it, uh, dress it up in idealistic terms and something that would be beneficial for the American people just to fool us, but then now we know uh, that Christians and patriots uh, are the target people that support their Second Amendment rights and their right to free speech, you know, the, our constitutional rights. That those kind of things make you an enemy of the state. And um, I also spoke about that the show Hannah, where they were training uh, these young people, uh, young girls in this case, to become assassins and to target intellectuals and people that would, at a later date, and this was like pre-Krog minority report, that kind of stuff where they looked into the future, uh, remote viewing, using data, um, uh, downloading every bit of information on the individual, their routines, habits, as far as searching the web. And it used to be, you know, what kind of books you uh, checked out from the library, what kind of books you read, the things that interested you. Uh, But now it's everything that you eat, uh, all the things that you buy, uh, your electronics. I mean, everything. There's a full-on of who you are. And everything that you do, and look at all, you know, even myself, I buy a lot of things from Amazon. And, you know, I know full well that they are recording, tracking, and sharing all of that data. Uh, That's just part of, and and not that I like it, because certainly I know without a doubt that, again, those of us that are the watchmen and watchwomen in this generation and doing the work that we do, uh, we are going to be censored. We're going to be targeted. And that's that's not a fun thing, you know, because they want to make life increasingly hard for us. And those platforms which are available for everybody, uh, we're going to be largely excluded, or, or at least they are going to make it difficult Um in the same way that, you know, truth used to be 
something that a decade ago you could go to YouTube, search, and find keyword search, uh, look up, and actually get some decent information. But now everything is like propaganda and um, inspirations as far as pay for ads and pay for information, disinformation. It's all uh, you have to scroll through and use different web searches other than Google or Bing to actually find and locate information that is relevant. And I'm sure, John, that a lot of your shows have been scrubbed as ours are being every day now. I'm getting notices of, oh, well, we don't like this show, medical disinformation or political whatever, you know, and they're just deleting, deleting, deleting. So the library is getting we smaller, had to move smaller. everything off of YouTube. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just yeah. so you know, we had to we uh, yeah. actually had to move one hundred percent. One hundred percent of Tribulation Now YouTube videos had to be moved over to like I don't know what I I guess uh, Rumble or something like that. I I don't do it. Uh, Brother Jimmy uh, Buchanan does. He he handles that for us. But yeah, I told him he he told me we're getting killed on YouTube, and I said forget it. Just get rid of YouTube and just move everything somewhere else because it, it, it we're we're toast. And you know what? You're absolutely right, Zenum. I want you to continue. I'm sorry to interrupt, but fact is, Joy, you, me, we're at the tip of the sphere. The only thing that would put us lower down on the list of, of the global satanic crime syndicate. Take, you know, we're a little bit lower on the list of take them out. In other words, you know, red and blue list kind of thing. The reason is because we don't directly threaten them because we're peaceful, God-fearing, loving Christians. And they're not so worried about us as much as they are the violent, potential Christians. You know, they're more worried about the Alex Joneses of the world. They're more worried about the Christians out there that have an armory in their basement. That's who they're most concerned about. So I, I can say, thank you, Jesus. The only thing I got is a BB gun. So they're not too worried about me. But, uh, but, but yeah, you take the phone away and oh my gosh, but please do continue. And thank you for mentioning that movie, The Net, because I want to go back and uh, watch that again. Uh, it's been decade, uh, more than a decade since, since I've originally seen it, but please continue. Uh, yeah, so, you know, the, all of these things have been broadcast ahead of time, and uh, the loss of habeas corpus, the setup of an alternative military tribunal system where they can, uh, you know, put you through extraordinary rendition, have you disappear, not even report to your family that you've been taken, put you in a black ops I torture you to bring confession. I mean, it's insanity what is going on in the world and what they uh, are using to uh, bring forth their justice. And so, yeah, these are very strange times. And, you know, we've been talking about how we, we're the prize. Christians are the prize. We're the enemies of the the communist, atheistic, nihilistic state. Uh, and, of course, we know that they are of their father, the devil. They are the synagogue of Satan. And so we are their arch nemesis. We are their most hated uh, because their 
falling and haven't been cast out, these power principalities, you know, we're going to inherit their lost ordinance. We're going to inherit and be returned to our first estate and be redeemed and have been redeemed through Christ uh, and extended salvation, whereas they are not. They are excluded from eternity, and that makes them furious. So, Dr. Joy? Well, the thing about it is all of this is about the uh, workings to form really an invisible government over the world. And that's to eliminate total bureaucracy. And that is going to be done through this technology that they're pushing on us. And I was looking back at to see when it was, but at the World Government Summit in 2022, they actually said they were looking at using technology to control the world because it would create new possibilities, simplify processes, get instant feedback, and improve customer experience. But in the public sector, it was digitalization, artificial intelligence, to create a new model of governance, which is an invisible government that's more agile, responsive, human-centric, and data-driven. The other thing was, in that same session, those global policymakers had a vision that they said they were going to eliminate bureaucracy and make serious changes to what they believed was antiquated government services and look for something totally different for the future. So what they're after is making governments invisible will actually lead to a world where there's no accountability. Right now, when something goes wrong, we can scream at Biden, we can scream at you know, whoever's running that particular government. But if you make that where it's invisible, there is no accountability. So that means technocrats will use invisible systems where the average person around the world has no recourse from being excluded or punished. And we're already seeing that. You can be excluded... And you can be punished. And just like in the movie you're talking about, there's quite a good movie. I watched that years ago, too. You can be punished for something. You're not doing anything wrong, but you can be targeted and excluded. So if you look at it, if we form, and they're forming this under our nose, an unelected world government that is totally run by technology, and most of it's going to be artificial intelligence because it's going to just put everybody's names in there and what their data is and whatever, and the artificial technology is going to be responding to you and not a human being. So that means you will have no recourse, you will lose your freedoms, you will lose your free will, and there's no such thing as human rights or any kind of democracy. So if you think about it, it's to absolutely change human behavior. And then you add the situation like what you were talking about, John, where they're injecting stuff into our DNA that those particular things that you mentioned are altering our genome of mankind. And what you're doing when you do that, you're creating a transhuman race. And the intent is to have you AI and humans connected, no longer totally human. That means that they're post-humans. That means they're transhuman. 
And you're going to, when you, once you get connected up, you're going to behave like a robot that can be totally controlled, and that's their goal, to actually connect in the brains of all humans together. And then you are going to be able to be hacked and ruled by this artificial intelligence. So, in other words, they can insert these thoughts. They can change your emotions. You know, with this technology where it goes from 5G to 6G technology, it's going to affect every household on this planet. And humanity will be totally enslaved, and they're going to do it in the name of public safety and ecological sustainability because they want everyone to become one in this collective consciousness. That's why the rider of that white horse that's always believed to be the Antichrist is carrying a bow, and he has no arrows. He is going to control the world ecologically. So once you get global you know, solidarity, I mean, there's nothing but a moral kind of thing for everybody to follow once they control the thought. In other words, everything we think, do, or say is almost all-inclusive, and anything that's against whatever they do like we were talking about on the net. They shut you down. You can't get your money. You can't go against that. And I can honestly say that when I used to be able to send out, like if I was going to be on your radio show tonight, and if I want to send out to all my friends, let's say in chats or uh, on Facebook, I could send as many as I wanted to send. No problem. Now I can send so many, shuts me down and says you can't send anymore. I might have to wait 24 hours. Okay, if I'm a member of a group, and you've got administrators of groups, and they're supposed to approve what goes in and out of the group. Well, I send them a thing that I'm going to be on your show tonight. I used to just send out ever how many I wanted to do. Now they come back and say, I'm sorry, you're violating Facebook standards. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm a member of the group. Second of all, there is an administrator of that group that can turn down anything that I send to them if it's not what the group says you can have. Why is Facebook even following that what I'm doing in my own groups with my own chat people, with my own Facebook friends, and limiting any knowledge that I'm giving to them as a chance for them to listen, let's say, to the show tonight, to learn something that's, you know, you know it's not, it's not going to cost them anything. You're not really selling anything. You're giving them pertinent information about what's happening in the world. But they have got me to the point that if I keep doing anything with groups, they're going to totally shut me out of being able to send anything to a group. So what's happening is is the critical data that they're collecting on everything that's technologically, they're going to find anybody who goes outside those boundaries, and they're going to deal with you harshly. And I think that's what we're beginning to see in the work that we're doing because the intent is a great reset under the auspices of solidarity to and actually make people think that they're being fairly treated, inclusive and transparent, when that is the last thing, because it, that Great Reset removes all human freedoms under the rule of a global central government. And, and, and you know, the Bible told us there's a new world order coming, and that new world order is going to happen when we've got an Antichrist there, a mark of the beast, and you can clearly see that all the big organizations like the World Health Organization, International Law, United Nations, all these people that have been part of this Impact 2030 agenda 
to bring about that fourth industrial revolution using these sustainability developmental goals, it is after only one thing, and it's going to redistribute wealth so that you own nothing. So you will need them totally to put food in your mouth. And that's why these global predators like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, Mike Bloomberg, and all these big techs that are part of this World Health uh, Organization Economic Forum, why they're buying up all the land like Bill Gates so that you don't have any way of sustaining and staying away from them. And what they're going to start going after even more of is the pharmaceutical lines because most people are taking drugs, and they're prescribed. But when it comes to the point that you need your drug, and it's either you take this mark to get your drug or you're going to be like falling out because you've been taking those drugs for so long, big problem. The same thing with removing all the meat, all the cows, getting very limited. I mean, we know that the uh, pandemic brought about a lot of situations. We also know we've got famine, and we've got places that have lost huge numbers of animals and chickens and turkeys, and those things are not going away. Fish are dying. So, yeah, they're they're getting ready to build those little plants around that they're going to be able to feed you worms and grasshoppers. That is a coming thing. And, and once they get the centralized bank under this digital currency, get it set up, you cannot touch digital money. And I don't care if you've got a million dollars buried in your backyard and silver and gold beyond words, you can't eat it. And it's no good to you because it has to go I'm through so the glad. system that you can't touch. I'm so glad you said that. Praise God. The problem, what I see out there, and I know that you do too, people, so I get endless, maybe you do as well. Um, first and foremost, amen and praise Jesus. I'm glad that you're saying it's it's a sad thing. I know that so many good Christians have been using Facebook as their ministry central location for doing their ministry work. I know a lot of them. But I also knew for years that they were going to get crushed and taken out pretty quick. Um, so I knew it was a, a, a form of electronic ministerial suicide by needing or using or central centrally using central you know the facebook technology because that it just makes it so easy because the problem is if you're a true if you're a worthwhile watchman if you're a worthwhile person that's going to warn people about the end times then you're going to hit their tripwires the other thing is i work in cybersecurity i've worked in cybersecurity as an electronic cybersecurity expert for 26 years, I installed systems that monitor people's behaviors, emails, content, what they say, what they do. I was doing it back in 1997. Okay, that was part of my job. All right, so when people, a lot of folks don't even realize some of the most simple things like why is it that we can't change the battery on our phone? Because they need to be able to monitor us. It's a 24 by 7, 365 monitoring device that has the ability to take photographs, watch us over the camera, even while you think the thing is off. It is never off. Every email, every text message, 
everything that you do think or say is already being monitored and collected into gigantic supercomputers. I have had so many Christians over the last 20 years say to me, oh, Johnny, oh, Johnny, I'm going to go to ProtonMail because I need to be, I'm going to use the uh, ExpressVPN because I want to have anonymity. And I'm like telling them, it's a waste of your time. I'm sorry, but if you don't, if you don't trust Jesus to protect you, if you think that you're going to do something electronically to dodge them, you're like 20 years too late. Sorry. All of us, you, Joy, Zen, me, and others like us already have um, for lack of a better term, satanically damning profiles on their supercomputers. And, you know, as far as they're concerned, we're already toast. Okay? Yeah, it's, they never it's do just they that we're, we're... Right. So it's kind of like, you know, I am crucified in Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Right? So our citizenship is in heaven, praise God. This isn't about earth for us. It's about doing the will of the Father while we're still here and praying that, we're, that we will be found worthy, Luke twenty one thirty six, to escape all these things that we already see coming right at us. Hallelujah. Okay, so it, it, surrender and give up the earth and don't get, you know, I want to go back and watch the net because I want to get some tips and tricks on how I can get, you know, if they take away my cell phone, I'm going to have to figure out, you know, because I would like to believe that we're going to be gone, rescued before that occurs. And I don't have any reason to believe that we wouldn't be, okay? I have no reason whatsoever to believe that we wouldn't be rescued before that occurs. However, just in case, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I would, you know, no, we're not greater than our master, are we? So I guess my point is this. Folks, if you think you're going to hide from this, you're not. They've been collecting this data for decades. A long decades. time. I know. So, so wiring you into the 5G global network and um, – I, I don't I don't know my my elect, my uh, cyber my my networking experience the reason why 5G is so is, is so important is because it, each human being is a node on the network so in the network a node is an endpoint okay so on a computer network let's say you have 500 people and 500 servers on your network to do your job each workstation, each laptop, each cell phone is what's known as an endpoint or a node, Mm -hmm. N-O-D-E, node. 5G has the ability to handle more nodes, okay? That's why 5G was so important. They needed a higher frequency because the higher the frequency, the more nodes or endpoints can be on the network. The graphene oxide nanotech that's in the vaccine is the, it's the equivalent of the wiring of the network. Okay. That's right. And that wires your body and they can monitor you through that. Okay. The, The system isn't complete yet. 
but it's getting real close. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I mean, I wrote a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wrote a, I wrote it. about this in this new book that's coming out. I mean, I really wrote about that how that graphene is going to be and how it can be manipulated in your body to build a a structure. So that's all in my new book. That is a real, real technological uh, ability to make you into a better antenna. I mean, using the pineal gland is going to be one of the major parts of that because of the crystals that's there. But the thing about it, if they can make you, it's kind of like when we had, a long time ago, we had an antenna on a TV. And if you lived out in the country, you could take and put, uh, uh, like, aluminum foil on the ends of it and make it bring in the frequency to make the TV clearer. So what they're doing is they're taking what's already in our body and then they're putting something in it to make you a better antenna receptive to what's coming, which is really quite amazing. I mean, the technology behind it is, is, is fabulous. You know, whoever designed it and came up with it, which I truly believe had something to do with Satan and the fallen angels from way back, is, is it was the, moving it was through history. It was I mean, really, I'm it, just is, it is absolutely, yeah, it Amen. is absolutely amazing I, I, technology. Let me share something. And it's it, I have and a you friend, cannot run from it. Harvard. I have a friend from Harvard. His name is Jason. He's had his degree from Harvard for over 25 or 30 years. When he was at Harvard, he was taking biomed classes. Okay? And they were joyous, jumping for joy. Woohoo! Thank you. How wow, wow, this is wonderful. So happy at Harvard. Do you know why? Because of this wonderful new thing that they found called graphene oxide. Oxide, that's right. DARPA, the defense, uh, the defense uh, um, uh, uh, advanced research projects agency, which is the black ops of the United of, of the military of the United States. DARPA has already perfected the ability. Through DNA, so you know all these like, hey, swab your. Oh, by the way, a lot of people don't know this, but people that were going and getting the the PCR tests and stuff and getting swabs, they were using that for DNA, putting your DNA into the supercomputer. So twenty twenty three and me or whatever it's called, all these. Uh, hey, I want to learn what my, you know, ancestry is. All that. It's all going into the supercomputers. Once they have your DNA and you are wired into the system, it, the graphene oxide is essentially an antenna. It's an antenna yeah, that has is. the ability to talk to your DNA. And they, DARPA, oh my goodness gracious, eight, nine years ago, Dar- one of DARPA's senior officials, I actually have the audio. I could play it, but I'm not going to waste the time right now. But... I have the audio of a DARPA official explaining to everybody that they have had for a long time the technology to kill one person on the other side of the earth by pressing one button. All they need is their DNA signature. That's it. That's right. The technology existed for over 10 years. Which, by the way, aligns with Nicholas Rockefeller's testimony to – Gosh, what is his name? The the uh, the, the uh, director who died of cancer recently. Uh, uh, hold on a second. I, I have it right here. 
Um, oh, Aaron Russo. So Aaron Russo, yes. his testimony about his Sorry. friendship with Nicholas Rockefeller. Nicholas Rockefeller, this is, folks, this is like 20 years ago, folks. Nicholas Rockefeller told Aaron Russo, hey, if anybody gives us any lip, we're just going to flip off their chip. Mm-hmm. Now, Nicholas Rockefeller understand graphene oxide. He did not understand the DARPA stuff. He just knew what the end game was. Right. And we, we have arrived at the end game, if you know what I mean. Zen, Zen can you jump in real quick and then um, flip it back over to Joy? Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Russo, he, I, I believe he's the one that wrote or shot the film Freedom to Fascism and showed how you know, the Federal Reserve yes. System and also um, taxes on earnings and income, all of that was illegal, had never been passed, and that really all of it was uh, voluntary. And But, you know, the IRS is like a, a mafia. They um, intimidate the American people into paying their taxes and supporting that kind of system when the Constitution was never about, you know, um, taxing, especially the citizens. It was uh, corporations. and But anyways, he showed all of that and brought forth the truth of, you know, our money and uh, the symbolism of the, all the New World Order, fascist, Novus Order, Seclorum, and um, all the Masonic designs. And, and it's also, you know, really strange that, the money, when you fold it a certain way, it depicts uh, bombings and occurrences and things that have uh, happened in the future with false flag events. And so, yeah, there's a, a lot of very interesting things connected to the Federal Reserve notes and uh, the imagery that is depicted and shared on the different. And, and you know, it's always interesting to fold up new money to see what kind of things uh, are being relayed and, um, and you know, being brought forth in, in regard to the future. So they always uh, telegraph and you know, declare what their plans are. Everything's hidden in plain sight. Yeah, amen. Praise God. Joy, did you want to wrap this up? We're well, getting close to the top of the hour. Well, the thing about it is is that, you know, Klaus Schwab, when they met with that World Economic Forum, they were going to establish an Internet of Bodies. And that system was to put in a number of sensors, emotional sensors, attached to, implemented within us, ingested into our human body to monitor us, analyze us, and modify our human behavior. So if you look at it, the OB is going to become that global digital identification system that's going to include all your human data. That means everything from your medical history, banking data, credit history, educational history, work history, social stuff, purchases, tracking you on GPS, how you spend, implanted biosensors, just everything that can monitor in real time. Your data is going to be kept in that cyberspace. So the whole intent is to modify the human body and behavior using this artificial intelligence really to to listen, watch, and score your every move. And then they're going to attach that to cryptocurrencies of these centralized banks so that you can only be allowed to spend money on certain items and improve like places that let you do it at. 
So the intent is transhumanism, joins artificial intelligence, connecting the minds to a centralized computer. Coming, it is here. You cannot run. You cannot hide. And you're going to come to the point, if we don't have a, a rapture catching away, you're going to have to either choose to take it or not to take it. Scripture tells you, you better not take it. I pray, like you do, John, that us Christians will be ta- caught out in a twinkling of an eye, caught away before we have to make that kind of decision. But there's not a promise that that's going to happen for sure. And as far as the timeline, I do believe before it goes into the great wrath, which is like you were talking about the real serious stuff when that last trumpet's blown, we will be out of there according to Scripture. But who might have to refuse something before that time? There's a great possibility that we may have to choose death over that mark of the beast. But the thing is, when you choose death, you are not going to die. And that's one reason the book I've just now written, it explains to you what happens scientifically to your body at death and thereafter so that you can make a wise, informed decision about not taking that be smart. Well, you know, I don't want to be um, – this is a very, very serious topic, no doubt about it. But, you know, I just want to add a little bit of a smile on people's faces Maybe those of us who've gained 25 or 30 pounds because of the pandemic, maybe that's to help us survive a little longer. <laughs> you know, who knows? I mean, we can all use we can all use a little chubbing up if we're going to lose our ability to buy food. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, we can. The cool thing about it is we we can laugh. We really can, because the truth of the matter is, yeah, you know, it, it, it sucks balut, uh, you know, and anybody who understands what an actual balut is from the Philippines, you don't want to have to suck balut. Nobody wants to suck balut. But that being said, guess what? Death, you know, death doesn't have any power over us. Death is actually a right. blessing for all. Praise God that we have so much. It's not just hope. It's really, it's glorious, a promise. It's a promise that we can all embrace. And yeah, we might have to deal with some ugly, you know, along the way. But man, where we're going and the end, see, you might say, well, man, this is the end game. This is horrible. This is terrible. How am I going to, you know, and I find it fascinating If we would just do what the Bible admonishes us to do and truly keep our hearts and minds stayed upon the Lord and doing his work as best as we can until we are evacuated out of here, then you know what? It's just it's not as bad as it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, the glory, I, I, there's so many verses that are just, they're just flitting through my mind right now about, you know, um, you know, things like, you know, count it all a blessing, you know, the trials and tribulations that you're going to go to, you know, don't, don't think the fiery trials that you're going through, you know, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't, you know, you know what I'm saying? In other words, as if something terrible is happening to you, but, but rejoice. You know, because of the fiery trials, rejoice in those because these ultimately are, well, our end game, our destiny, our eternity, our glory, our promise. And and so we, we got in the midst of all of this darkness, we have to remember and embrace and live in the joy 
of that eternal promise. Because if we allow ourselves to fall into the pit, despair, because of how dark all of this is, and it is dark, it is dark, and it's not pleasant to be a part of it and be forced to be a part of it, but at the same time, we're not subject to it, not really. It's very temporary for us. Praise Jesus. And um, I'd like to go ahead and, Brother Zen, did you want to go ahead and close with a prayer for us tonight? Sure. Father, we just humble ourselves before you in thanksgiving for all life and being and for the opportunity, the chance to awaken to new dream and new day, to be able to do all the things that we do on behalf of the kingdom as watchmen and watchwomen uh, in serving you. Father, we're just grateful for the privilege. Uh, we do ask that you bless, watch over all of us and our families, our loved ones, our animals and um, acquaintances, all the people that we haven't even met in doing the work of sharing the truth of the gospel on these radio broadcasts. We pray that you will preserve the platforms that we use and allow us to continue to reach audience and people all over the world and to affect their lives and change and to provide them hope, Lord, and most importantly, to help them to understand that salvation is through Christ, your son, who died on the cross to bring forth the promise of everlasting life and salvation through him. And for that, we are so eternally grateful. We humble ourselves before you. Thank you. And we praise you, worship you. And we just ask that you continue to let us do the work in paying it forward to those that are less fortunate. In your name, in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit more prayer. Um, Dr. Joy, would you close with the Lord's Prayer for us? Yes. And we just bow our heads and close our eyes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Thank you, and thanks, Joy. I'm so glad that both of you were able to make it tonight. What a, um, you know, this was a rather revelatory show. I, I, I was at when I originally heard uh, Dr. Carey's insider information on 2027 and the cutting off of the cell phones. You know, we we have to always remember that God does hear the prayers of the saints. God is in control. And God is a God of judgment. And if I was to reflect on some of the scriptures, and there's so many of them, uh, for example, Isaiah 26, I believe it's verse 9, in the, in the second half it says, When your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. 
And we praise you, Father God, for at midnight we will give thanks to you for your righteous judgments. And we thank you, Father, for all the things that are going to bring in the greatest harvest the world has ever seen to bless our Lord Jesus. Thank you both so much for joining us tonight. Powerful message from all, and I pray that each of you draw in closer every moment that you have. Become intimate. Sing songs to Jesus. If you prefer Yahshua, whatever, touch him, bless him, and make him your first love. Because now's the time. There's no time to delay. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Zen. Enjoy. God bless you. What a powerful program. Love you. you well. Love both of you. Love you uh, I, I love you guys. I wish I could come to the to the event up in Atlanta. I'm I got a new job, so I'm kind of yeah. stuck. They won't let me. Take... <laughs> I always love we'll to drive up there, but I. Oh well. Yeah. Tell so your anyway, yeah, we'll get... come on to the conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, ex- yeah. Tell everybody. Yeah. Tell everybody what the date and where is it at. Tell them. Dan. Sacred Word Publishing. Uh, SacredWordRevealed.com, May 26th through the 28th. Here in Atlanta, Dunwoody, um, and you can find all of the information at both sacredwordpublishing.com and sacredwordrevealed.com. And Dr. Joy, with her new book, Be Smart, myself and my two books set on the Holy Spirit. Uh, We'll be there with many speakers and presenters, Gary Wayne and and others, and we'd love for you to come down if you could, and anybody else that can. it's only you know nine ten days away, and it's going to be an awesome awesome event. You know I'm going to look into that because um, I definitely don't want to take here's my car right now because they well you know here's my, I don't have any air conditioning. Can you imagine what that would be like driving nine hours or well eighteen hours total with no air conditioning? It would be almost like you know pouring gas on your rental. head and lighting your hair on. I know that's what I'm saying. I need to get a rental. <laughs> I hear you, brother. God bless you. And, and again, sacredwordpublishing.com, did you say? Yes, and sacredwordrevealed.com for all the information on the conference, the presenters, Sacred. the speakers, and word revealed. Okay. Sacred word. I'm going to write this down. Sacred word revealed. All right, cool. I don't know. Maybe I can pull something off. It'll be. I, I've I've been such that a hermit be for the last gazillion years. I don't even remember. I don't know if I can drive that far without. I'm, I'm going to need. I don't know a lot of coffee. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, thank you both so much for joining us tonight, and also for sharing that. And again, what's the dates again? May what? May 26th through the 28th. So coming up in just a little under two weeks. Okay. All right. Praise God. I hope I can. I, I I don't know. I'll have to double check it, you know, but maybe I can pull something uh, off with work okay. and everything. Um, God bless you all. Really. Thank you so much. Again, sacredwordrevealed.com for the information of the, uh, of the uh, um, a powerful uh, – and what is the official – is that the official name of the uh, conference, Sacred Word Revealed? Yes. Uh, well, yes, and it's also the End Time Mysteries. Um, you know, the focus of, yes, sacredwordreveal.com is where you can find all the information. 
Awesome. All right. Praise God. I, I got that all written down. And, you know, because I, I can tell you, every time we announce something like that, I get emails because people don't get a chance to write it down quick enough. All right. Well, God bless you again. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Powerful, powerful program. God, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. My gosh, I never, I never imagined it was going to all these things were going to happen the way that they have happened, but God has been very merciful to us to put us on the tip of the spear of information and be aware of how close we are to our departure. Praise Jesus. It is so wonderful. God bless you. I love you both, and I am already looking forward to our next time. All right. All right, everybody, it's Sunday, May the 14th, and our next get-together, hopefully, Lord willing, is 7 p.m. Wednesday night. God bless you all. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Zen. Love you. God bless you all for joining us. Love you. Take care, you guys. May 26th to the 28th. Yeah. Yeah.